episode 159. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's fix it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And and we're we're the the leftovers. Leftovers. Stop. Hammer time. All right, yeah, so this week uh, I brought the cable for the mixer, <laughs> but I did not bring the mixer, so we're recording to get you an episode. We are recording right off the fucking computer, so if it sounds like shit and this is your first episode, just hit stop right now. Yeah, come Get, back next week. Come back next. No, don't. I don't care. Do what you want to do. Give us a one-star review and fuck off for life. I don't give a shit. Anyway, but if you do turn it off, you're going to miss out on some uh, mediocre news this week. <laughs> So you don't you don't want to miss that. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? What do we got in the business this week? What do we got on the business? Uh, I want to thank uh, some Patreon patrons this week. I want to thank Mr. Richard Lucas and Joe Stark. Nice. Thank you, Richard Lucas. Thank you, Joe Stark. You know what? So we can uh, so we can properly thank Richard Lucas. I'm going to read, since we never get around to reading emails, I'm going to start off reading one of his emails right now. Wow. Yeah. You're really showing appreciation. Showing some appreciation. Let's see how much Richard Lucas appreciates Pop Culture Leftovers. All right, let's see. Let's... By reading his email. What's up, Pop Culture Leftovers? Sending in an email since Jake said my iTunes review should have been a fucking email. <laughs> I guess because I was Dick Ryden Brian, I guess. <laughs> Whatever, Jake. <laughs> Can't wait to hear your thoughts on Luke Cage, but I have to speak up now. This series was phenomenal. The MCU is killing it right now, to be honest. Outside of Batman, I'm a Marvel fanboy, can't lie. With that being said, I really have to put this above Daredevil's first season right now, and Jessica Jones' last. Not tossing any season of these shows. They are all very much a Tupperware, but it's just in last place out of the three series right now. Full fucking disclosure, though, I am a black man who loved Luke Cage Power Man comics as a kid and love old school hip-hop. Wu-Tang is my favorite hip-hop group of all time, so this would have to have been real sh- a real shitstorm for me not to like it. Jake, what, what do you think, man? Like, don't you think, like, fans of the comic book and fans of, like, uh, you know, these characters should be a little bit more critical than I think most of them are? Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm not saying this is a bad series. I'm just saying, like, when I hear a statement like that, you know, full fucking disclosure, blah, 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 I love this stuff growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, like, people like that should sometimes be a little bit more critical. I'm not saying Luke Cage is a shitstorm. Did he rank it as the best Netflix series? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I... 
it's hard to be critical though. I think when you're that in love with a character like that. I'm talking really loud, and you're quiet as fuck. Am I quiet as fuck? Yeah, a little bit. All right, I'll try to loud it up. <laughs> Louden it up. Louden it up. <laughs> we a library? What the fuck is going on this week? Sorry. Did sorry. my question cut you off guard? Was it that dumb? No. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I feel, I feel I feel like I just asked you the dumbest question ever. No, it's a good question. It's a, it's. I mean, we've talked about this before, yeah. like with uh, some of these DC bombs recently. Yeah, like it's the same situation where you have these people that are so in love with the franchise that they can't look at it with a critical eye, and they're always gonna like find the diamond in the rough. Yeah, so, yeah, same. Same type of thing. Yeah. I mean, also, it's right up his alley, too. I mean, he's been a big fan of this stuff for a long time. Yeah, I, I get it. Justice. I get it. I get it. But, like, he says, so this would have to be a real short shitstorm for me not to like it. Sure. Like, what could Luke Cage have done for him not to like it? Could they cast a white guy as Luke Cage? <laughs> Luke Cage joins the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, I, you know, like, I don't know. I, I thought it was... I. I thought it was a good question. Apparently, Jake thinks it's fucking stupid. <laughs> There's probably that kind of person out there, too, though, right? There's probably the same kind of per- the person that's overly critical. Yeah. It's a big Luke Cage fan, but fucking yeah. hates the show. Yeah. Because they totally fucked everything up. Yeah, that's true. Like, someone was ranting and raving about that. It might have been Rob Leefield, I saw on Facebook. Yeah. No, who was it? It was Quentin Tarantino. He was upset. That it wasn't a seventies like period piece. Like uh, seventies yeah. black exploitation. Yeah, and yeah. he thought the whole thing was a bunch of shit. I well it had to take place in the current of course, timeline. Of course. He's just because he in the comics was given the same a failed serum of Captain America doesn't mean that he's Yeah. That he cannot age. Yeah, he would have to have been frozen in ice as yeah. well. Yeah. So or they would have had to come up with some plot device to have yeah. him come to modern day. You know, if Tarantino's gonna bitch about it, Tarantino just needs to make a Luke Cage movie. Yeah, no shit. I'm down. Yeah, no shit. Be, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it could be at Elseworlds or Absolutely. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just fuck it. Instead of bitching Tarantino, just fucking make it, man. Yeah, he, he's saying. And I'm not. I'm not saying that to shit on him. All right. Yeah. I want. I'm fucking. I would call him out. And yeah. Be like, dude, you. Hey, you fucking make it. He then. kill it. He kind of shat on the franchise in the article I read. He said that he was going to make a Luke Cage movie, and it was between that or Pulp Fiction. And he was like, "It looks like I made the better choice when I decided on which movie." Oh I made. come on! It's like, all right, you, Tarantino. You, you could still make a great like, Luke Cage movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen to him calling it lukewarm Cage. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh, he goes, uh, "I couldn't be more pleased with this. We got real issues in this series that are going on right now in the world." Great connections to the MCU and so many great characters that were relatable. We got a beautiful, sexy Misty Knight. Come on, she was sexy as hell, right? Oh, you are not yeah. kidding. Misty Knight was amazingly hot, dude. I agree. Wow. I agree. She's like, okay, so for me, it's like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really into Melissa Benoist, mm-hmm. really into this Misty Knight chick, and then uh, Iris from fucking uh, The Flash. Those are your super. Those are my super. Boom. Th- top three right there. Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah, that's Scarlett Johansson, whatever. She's, she's cute, but man, no, I'm going to go for these three. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't even have a. I'll have to formulate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Melissa Benoist, though, number one. Yeah, I can't fault you there. I can't fault you there. Frank, I don't even want to know. David Tennant would make my list. Oh, God. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, man. Frank Frank gave him the nickname of the Purple Man for a completely different reason. 
Jeez. Uh, let's see here. MCU is fucking killing it right now. Excuse me, my bad. Besides Agents of Motherfucking Shield, what the fuck? That show has been trash juice, not the just the trash. He goes, not just the tra- not ju- not just the trash, but the juice you get at the bottom of your trash can. Ugh. Jake. Don't act like you don't fucking know what the fuck that is. <laughs> what's, what's that all about? You know, sometimes I get lazy and pee in the garbage. Oh, no, shit. Sure. <laughs> well, well, you gotta that's, go. no, Getting late? That seems like more of a hassle to actually walk out to the curb. <laughs> no, you do it in the house and you bring it out. Oh, to the curb. oh, oh my God. Oh, God. Oh, Just do was... like Adam Carolla and piss in the sink. Nah, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, Trash Juice. Uh, it's the title of this episode. Trash Juice! Trash Juice. Trash Juice Audio. Um, blah, 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 blah. I did watch the first episode of the new season, and I thought they did a great job with Ghost Rider. Uh, so we will see. Lastly. Uh, Ghost Rider, not Trash Juice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I I told people that I will watch it. I've got the first <laughs> one. I know. I know. You sucker. I know. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. He is not helping things with this one. Hold on. Lastly, quit sweating Frank on his opinions of Kylo Ren. Brian, you and Jake, your yes man, can eat a dick. Wow. Oh. I feel. Frank, I like this guy. I feel Frank on wanting. Kylo to just be evil. I'm tired of the villainous fucking redeemable story in Star Wars. We got Darth Vader already. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, Brian. You got all of that in Episode 7. We see that he is torn between being light or dark, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't make him redeemable. Killers never see their wrongdoing and believe they are doing what's best for everyone, and that's what I want to see. A real villain. Yeah. You two are always jumping on Frank, and I like Frank. I agree with his review of Transformers Combiner Wars as a whole. It's a Tupperware, but based on one episode that was out at the time of your initial review... And that's not true, sir. We watched the first four episodes, so maybe pay a little bit more attention to detail there, Mr. Richard Lucas. We reviewed the first fucking four, not one. Anyway, moving along. (laughs) I agree with his assessment. Taste it. I also was like, okay, this was cool, but it was too damn short. I never smashed a female on the first night, and it was only five minutes long, and thought to myself, wow, she's a keeper, because that was so phenomenal. In, yes! In five minutes. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I, I'm doubting he went five minutes. Really? Yeah. Five minutes is not long. You gotta have some foreplay in there. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. I don't, you, he might, I don't know. He may only go three. Oh. You gotta preheat the oven a little bit. You can't just shove that pizza in there cold. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta food analogy for like everything. And you need to get in here and speak up. Jesus <laughs> Sorry. Christ. Leaning into that goddamn thing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, get off Frank's dick for having a different view than yours. Uh, can't wait to hear your rebuttal on this email. Sure, Jake will just agree with everything Brian says. LOL. Love listening to you guys. You dish out the shit talking to us all the time. So don't act like no bitch. Take it because I know you're about to go in on me, Brian. And just, <laughs> Get ready, buddy. <laughs> and just because you're the loudest in the room doesn't don't make you right all the time. Just saying. It does fucking help, Richard. It does fucking help. I'll tell you that fucking much. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> 
Since when am I your yes man? I don't fucking know. Uh, Go back. How long you been fucking listening, Richard? Four weeks. Fucking four weeks. What the fuck? Go back and listen to Cruising for a Bruising, yeah. and then come back and tell me that Jake's my fucking yes man. I'll bring Jesus up man Christ! Of steel. Fucking, I, I need. A, if you're gonna if you're gonna email in and you're gonna talk about Jake being my yes man, at least be a pop culture leftovers historian that knows what you're talking about. Go back exactly. and listen to the Terry Crews Luke Cage casting episode. I just said cruising for a bruiser. Yeah, okay. Cru- okay, I didn't remember the name of it. Not only are you not talking up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and thanks, Richard. I'm, I'm really getting off Frank's dick. You're really fucking helping him out here. <laughs> you just fucking made shit worse for this son of a bitch. That's all you fucking. I've already Richard. been over a barrel. I'm ready for it. That's all you did, Richard. You, you, you just you fuck. You really fucked Frank this episode. Yeah, if you liked Frank, you should not. You, have sent yeah. This email. Exactly. I'm good. I'm drinking wine straight out of a bottle. You ain't gonna say nothing to hurt me. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. People listen to this thing and they think they think like as soon as like I hit stop on the record, I'm just yelling at you, Frank. Oh no! I am just yelling and screaming at you. People, no. people are so sometimes. Sick. People are so. <laughs> oh, don't even. Like no, no, that doesn't usually happen. No, like the I, thing is, is like whenever they go in on me, like whenever Brian goes in on me, for an example, it, it's because he's got. A valid reason or to disagree. It's not just because he's just going in. Like, well, like, like a battered like, wife over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, making excuses. Yeah, we got fucking Valerie Bertinelli in a Lifetime movie special going on over here. I'm feeling like Rihanna. And it, it, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got reasons. I, I don't get it. He has his reasons. He loves me deep down. I know. Yeah, it. Yeah. Frank fell down. This episode's going to be titled "Frank Fell Down the Stairs." <laughs> 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 oh my god! Wow. <laughs> you know, that's what I don't get. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, just because I get a little loud and I scream and shit, that it, like, come on, it, it's passion, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I don't take offense. When I to it. when I beat Frank, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's for my own. Good. It's, it's an act of passion. I learned my lesson. It's because you it's really okay. liked that movie. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, just just because I'm the loudest in the room doesn't make me right all the time. Sure, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it helps it helps me feel it helps me feel like i won and even though yeah, I, it shows us that you you're really passionate about that argument yeah. too that you really believe your side sometimes yeah. i just like to shut a motherfucker down and it, i mean also even I mean, if i'm wrong <laughs> I, I don't always have the best way of like defending my position either yeah. but it doesn't necessarily mean that i waver from it yeah no, I know. I can have a shit opinion based on shit values, but no, I no. stick to it. Just okay, yeah, okay, all right, <laughs> yeah, Jake, Jake, are you? Could you please hop off my dick right now? Number, number one, oh. hop off my fucking cock. I'm gonna go. This guy's logic is so flawed too yeah. about the Transformers thing. Yeah, it's like if if it, it the sex analogy, it'd be like if you had like. 15 five minute sexual encounters in all in one stretch. Right. Like how's how's that better? Well, how long are, how long is the how long is the male orgasm last? <laughs> like how long? Yeah, like 20 um, seconds max? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you can get a lot done in 5 minutes. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I still stick by it because of the length. <laughs> so, it was so short. You just you just can't get it left me that, wanting more. Up into it. Man, goddamn it, you're going to get me talking about it. I'm going to take it right in the ass again. It, no, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was so good that I wanted more, yet it's yeah. a taste it because of the length. No, you go, you irate things on the story, not the length of it. But again, if, if I, it's so good that I want more. But if you watch it one episode of the. I mean, I mean it's good. We watched four episodes. Shit, but, 
Yeah, one at a time, it, it was hard to keep that hype going, but watching them all look what you did. Look what better. you fucking did, Richard. Look what you fucking did. <laughs> he didn't do it. You fucking, no. He, this whole conversation right now, he fucking did it. Yeah, but you it's, did it, Richard. it's still the same conversation we had like two weeks ago. All right, anyway. It changed. In the end. I, I, I guarantee you we're going to lose this guy's fucking donation. Uh, let's see here. Is it a big oh, one? no, no. He, if I could take it, so can he. Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> just saying, uh, you guys are still the best pop, cat, pop culture podcast out there, hands down. Uh, keep up the great work. Can't even believe I'm paying three white men a month who are... <laughs> <laughs> who are about to talk shit about me. <laughs> uh, you did that Jedi mind trick on my ass. It's cool, though. Uh, it's why I enjoy you fellas. Real talk. P.S. Uh, movies to watch to be a man that I feel you guys missed. Scarface. Mm, it's a good, a good one. one. Rambo. Yes. Tombstone. I'll, I'll be your Huckleberry. Is it? Is it uh, I'm your Huckleberry? It's I'm your Huckleberry, right? I don't even know what that is. Maybe he I'm says sure. in Tombstone. Oh, uh, yeah. Val okay. Kilmer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, I'm your, doesn't he say, does he say I'll be your Huckleberry? Or does he say I'm your Huckleberry? I think it's I'm, I'm, your, I'm Huckleberry. your Huckleberry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe you need to watch that one over again there, Richard Lucas. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Make correction Tuesday on a Saturday in reverse. Maybe if I get louder, even if I'm wrong, even if I get loud about I'm your Huckleberry, I'll be right then, right? That's correct. It works for yeah. some. I agree with everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yes. Thank you, yes, man, Jake. No problem. All right. So yeah, I wanted to read that fucking email, Frank. He just fucked you this episode. He just dude. Fucked I get you. guys anal. What? Okay? I get, what? Got, remember the truck driver? <laughs> You guys get you anal? No, 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 no. I got that truck driver. I was anal. like, where are we going here? Remember that email that truck driver dude? That you're I talking got anal? about no. You're talking about going to truck stops and getting anal now. No, right? I'm not. Is that where we're going? No. <laughs> Remember the guy that emailed. That's a in thing at truck stops. That said my joke about a steak, like flip it over to the brown side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That guy. I get guys anal. I gotta have a fan here or there. Okay. You get guys anal. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I thought. I thought. Frank. I was like. I was. I was like. Wow. What? How are you leaving the house to go to truck stops and get anal? Like that. That does not sound you have enjoyable a, at all. You're a family man. This is. Just fair. Yeah, what's your lie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag lot lizard. Uh, <laughs> lot lizard. Was that where the five minutes lasting thing came in? Like, do those guys go for a long time at the old truck stop? Well, I mean, stop? they're fat and they're out of shape. <laughs> Fuck, I mean, sometimes they go, like, weeks without anything. I also want to thank uh, 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 PayPal uh, donation from Kai Anderson. I think it's, like, his second or third. Jeez. Oh, he's a great guy. He's fucking amazing. He's a great guy. He's fucking amazing. He lets us rag on Frank and doesn't get butthurt about it. No, so. no. He never complains. Yeah, he never pisses and moans about never it. never complains. Yeah. And, and you know what? If we get another redeemable villain in Star Wars, if they do it right, I'm, I'm fine with it, Jake. That's fucking Star Wars, yeah, it man. it is fucking Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. It's, how it's how it's been. Yeah. I'm okay if he doesn't. Oh, we know you. We know you're okay, Frank. Oh, God forbid I raise my voice there. What about, like, Jabba the Hutt? Like, he's an irredeemable Star Wars villain. Yeah. Right? He did. Yeah. I know, but... And they all die eventually, but still. I mean, it's not that we haven't had a pure evil Star Wars villain. Like, what... What's redeemable about Jabba the Hutt? Well, yeah, but there was no conflict in him at all. He was just a giant piece of shit anyway. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. You just want a Billy Badass, huh? That's purely evil and just wants to kill. I kind of like the idea that there's the possibility that he could be redeemed, that he's got the conflict. I just like to see it. <coughs> like if they go ahead and lose that one to the dark side and for good. Yeah. Doesn't bug me. 
Uh, let's see here. What do we got? We got. Uh, it's time for iTunes reviews. This is going to sound really good right. when I play this as we record off the uh, computer speakers. <laughs> guys iTunes reviews this week you know what I asked for last week Jake what was that I asked uh, what did I say I wanted a uh, iTunes review to say I I can't even remember well I got my wish Uh, you you don't remember anything from the previous weeks ever (laughs) God. Uh, let's see here I asked for an iTunes review and I got it I got my wish it's titled Brian is a piece of shit <laughs> nice. This is my favorite iTunes review ever. Comes from Mellow Man sixty three ninety six sixty nine. If that if those if those numbers are in sexual positions, there's a lot going on in that orgy. Whoa. Uh, it's uh, it goes on to it's a five star. It says Brian is a piece of shit. It's true. Much love, you guys. Your boy Mellow. So Carmelo Anthony apparently listens to the hey, podcast. All so. right. Nice. I didn't know you could say shit on the iTunes review. No, he did exactly what I said. I said. Oh, to, yeah, yeah, I said yeah. to put an asterisk. Oh, Put an yeah. asterisk in between S H asterisk T. Nice, nice. You got quick, quick payoff on that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Somebody listen. You ask it. You know what, Richard Lucas? If you get loud enough, people listen. He <laughs> <laughs> did better than I did. Yeah. And the next one comes from uh, Cutter ninety one, <laughs> and it's a five star. It's titled "Jake is the Man." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I had a small, vic- I had a small victory, followed by another loss. Is there, is there a, anything else? Uh, yeah, hold on. This podcast is pretty good, but what makes it great? <laughs> <laughs> Jake Cardi sees where it's going. <laughs> the glasses are off. He's rubbing his eyes. <laughs> This podcast is pretty good, but what makes it great? Five stars, great. (laughs) (laughs) Is Jake the Snake? Jake the Snake. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Brian is okay too. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Next one uh, comes from Jay Stark. O four two. One of the, <coughs> excuse me, I, I need I need a drink here. Go for it, go for it. I'm dying over here too. I gotta get my drink. I got uh, coke here and shit for you if you need it. Oh, nice. Allergies have been killing me, guys. Killing me. Um, anyway, it's from J Stark 042, one of the best podcasts out there. I love this podcast. The banner between the leftovers and their guests is guaranteed to be entertaining and informative in the vein of all things pop culture. Mm. Because of this podcast, I've been turned on to many new movies, TV shows, comic books, and podcasts. Oh, what a great review. Boom. Yeah. I like the other two. Yo, no, yeah. I like, the first one's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're both great. That's what I asked for, you know. <laughs> so those are the iTunes reviews this week, gentlemen. Thank you so much for those iTunes reviews. Wow, nice. Three this week. <clears throat> Three this week. We need some new one stars, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you really don't like the show, let us know. Yeah, we really want to know. Let us know about the audio quality this week. <laughs> the eyed motherfuckers. What? The blind guy bitching. 
Shut up, Frank. <laughs> well, look what you did, Richard. It's your fucking fault. <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, let's see here. I'm losing. We're losing that donation. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. How much was it? Was it a big one? Hey, I'll tell you off air. All right, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, next, uh, you guys want to jump into Good Pop, Bad Pop? Yeah, let's do it. All right. It's time for more leftover reviews. <laughs> Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous weekend or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, guys, we're going to start off Good Pop, Bad Pop talking about the new HBO series Westworld. Yes. Um, I, I want to know what you guys what you guys thought about this. Uh, Frank, uh, we'll start with you, man. Uh, Westworld is the new series. Uh, it's uh, executive produced by J.J. Abrams. Showrunner is... Uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, um, and it's about the 1970. Well, loosely based on the 1973 uh, screenplay and film, uh, written and directed by Michael Crichton, about a theme park where you can live out your wildest fantasies. You can be a hero. You can be a villain living in the old west. You can rape. You can pillage. You mm-hmm. can save the day. Do whatever you want. Nothing is off limits. You just can't kill other guests. Right. Uh, you're greeted by hosts, which are robots, and they live within the uh, town of Sweetwater. And um, it's basically, it's a, it's a vacation for rich people, where you get to live out your fantasies and do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, I know uh, you guys watched uh, Westworld. What did you think, Frank? I thought it was great. I absolutely Tupperware this first episode. Uh, it's incredibly deep. The interpersonal interactions with all the different types of characters. you got the people who are running the place in the background. It shows a lot of stuff between them. Um, and, but the biggest thing is like the, the acting for the people who are the hosts. Um, the, the, the one fella, the Dolores' dad, I can't remember his name. Peter Abernathy. When he had an issue and started acting like a glitchy robot, yeah. his fucking physical representation of that where he's like slipped into like malfunction mode the weird jerks and twitches just absolutely fucking make you really believe that he is a fucked up human-like robot it's so good and it's incredibly interesting i'm so hooked already Mm -hmm. i can't wait to see where they go with this i absolutely love it tupperware all right jake nice um yeah, I liked it quite a lot, too. Um, as far as um, sci-fi conceits go, one of my favorite is, you know, if the AI is sentient and where do you cross that line? You know, the blurred lines between <clears throat> when do we respect this as more than a robot is kind of the big theme going on here. And, and I love that. I mean, The Measure of Man is my favorite Next Generation episode. We both raved about Ex Machina last year. Yeah. It's just a theme that I really, really like. So I was really excited for this show. I, I'm, the pilot, I'm going to give it a high taste it. Um, I liked it a lot. And I'm nothing's going to stop me from watching this. I'm surely going to go through all ten episodes. But I think 
The only thing keeping it from a Tupperware for me is there's just not really any likable characters for me yet. You know, like the first episode had to set up so much that we really didn't get much character development and I'm not really sure who I'm rooting for or there's just no one, not one individual stands out as a really likable character. Like I can't see any of these characters that I would wear their t-shirt yet or, you know, like I just, there hasn't been enough character development for me. But I could easily see this series being a Tupperware. I mean, I'm really excited about what's going on. Um, like you said, Michael Crichton wrote it, and you kind of get that dash of like what he did later on with Jurassic Park here, too. It's kind of the whole idea of if we use science for our amusement, like where do you cross the line, and where does that like all start backfiring on you? And, that, and that's a great theme, too. So, I, yeah, I really like this. I taste it for me, and I'm really like hoping that it'll be a Tupperware by the end of it. I, I honestly expect it to be. So... <clears throat> yeah, um, I uh, you guys did. I, I have a uh, Westworld podcast yes. that, I, that I'm mm-hmm. doing. Um, it's called Sweetwater Saloon, a Westworld podcast. I already reviewed the first episode on the podcast uh, with my co-host Ashley. Uh, we also had a guest host Jimmy McKnight of the Ninja Starship on with us. He was fantastic. Um, I also, when I, I, I rated it on my show, we have a completely different rating system. Okay. Uh, but um, according on that rating system, if I brought it over to Pop Culture Leftovers, uh, this show would be a high taste it. Okay. So I also high tasted the first episode. Um, if you want to hear more of my thoughts, you can, uh, you can listen to that podcast. I mean, I, I felt like it was, I felt like it was strong, but it was setting up a lot for a pilot. You're just barely getting introduced to these characters. Didn't get a feel for all of them, but it, I think it did a great job of setting them all up. Um, I agree. It reminded me a lot of the Game of Thrones pilot, mm-hmm. where I mean, obviously the show seems good and of quality, but you're just you're just being introduced to so much that yeah. you really don't get any specific moments or like love for any of the characters right away. Yeah, on. a lot of players were put into place, and they you know we kind of see where they're going with it, but like, yeah. Um, I love the cinematography. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I love the music. The music. The music was really good. Yeah. It really was. I caught the cover of uh, Black Hole Sun yes. and uh, also uh, Paint It Black from Rolling Stone. Yeah. That was really awesome. I had to back it up both those times and listen to it again while I was watching. Yeah. Um, Lost sighting during this, too. Uh, the guy that played Paolo on Lost is the guy that they entered. Hector, the guy they introduced as the new storyline character to come yeah. in and shoot everything up. Hector, we also found out when we were recording, he was, uh, he played Xerxes in, uh, 300. Yeah, yeah, 300. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. And I was right on my other podcast. I said, um, I said, uh, that the character of, uh, Old Bill, when I first watched it, you know, he was the, uh, he had, they introduced Old Bill. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is talking to that old glitchy robot that, yeah. they, that they're about to put in cold storage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, that reminds me of Top Dollar from The Crow. Oh, and it was? And I looked on IMDb that same day, and he was not credited. Well, episode's out for two days. One of our listeners for Sweetwater Saloon tweets tweets at me and says, Brian, you, you were right. That was Michael Wincott. That was Top Dollar. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Good and pull. so, yeah, I'm glad that, yeah, I was just like, he sounded like him. He looked like him. So, yeah, I was happy about that. I like Jeffrey Wright a lot. Um, he's, you know, I know him from the James Bond movies, yeah. and he's in all, all kinds of other stuff. 
I mean, how crazy is it that we're seeing a TV series with Anthony Hopkins in it? Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Uh, Ed Harris was a scene stealer for me, though. Oh, yeah, Ed time. Harris. Ed Harris, yeah. The Man in Black is, like, the reason to come back and watch this show. Yeah. That, that was another reason i got to give it a high taste. It is just, it's just Ed Harris. I mean... For for anything, you got to go back and you got to watch him. He, he he just every scene was amazing. He's such a standout. It's not like a true fourth wall break, but almost because he's talking to these characters in the sense of like he's just going ahead and telling them like I've been here before, like yeah. not tonight. Yeah, I love him. It's great. Yeah, super scary at Harris. When yeah. I, when I watched this, I was really like tired and on Nyquil and mm-hmm. just kind of sickly, and I. It actually really made me fall into the fantasy and, and the emotion of a lot of these scenes. And that that first scene with Ed Harris, I was just like almost frightened. Like yeah. laying on the couch just like freaked the fuck out. Like, so he's been going there for 30 years. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they also say there's an incident that happened yeah. 30 years prior. Yeah. So are, are those connected? A lot of people are saying that they're trying to connect that to the original film. Yeah, I've and heard that. I, I feel like, I personally feel like they want to separate this from the original film. Like, No, they don't want you having to do any homework yeah, to come right. in and watch this shit. <clears throat> right, and I feel like this is like Jonathan Nolan taking the original um, you know, movie and flipping it on its head. Like, yes. the, in the original, the man in black was a host. Yeah. yeah. And in this yeah. version, we're, we're to believe that he's a guest. Right. Now, whether, whether or not somewhere along the line, you know, something happened and he's actually, he was actually a, like, like he's a rogue host, but I, I don't think that, especially no. after watching the second episode, which I'm, I'm going to review on the next episode of my pod, other podcast. But surely somewhere in this series, though, they're going to do the oh humdinger on us, where uh, a host is a guest. Yes, that we didn't realize. Well, they, they kind of did vice it. Versa. They kind of did it in the first episode. Yeah, right with, away. And with, they, with Teddy. And they totally fooled me. Like I didn't know that Teddy was going to be playing a host. Well, all throughout, when they were uh, showing teasers for this and trailers for this, they always made Teddy to look like he was a guest. Yes, yes. And so I bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Yes. Teddy's James Marsden's character. James Marsden. Marsden, sorry. At one point, Dolores says to him, uh, I forget you dress like a cowboy, but you're not, or some Mm -hmm. line like that. And I remember that line thinking... He's for sure a human. Yeah. Yeah, but she also said, you came back. Yeah. You came back. Right. Yeah. And so I kept thinking, oh, okay, this could be part of the narrative. Mm-hmm. So now, is he a host? What's going on? So, yeah. when uh, But what, it was, what was interesting, though, is when he's killed. And, yeah, spoilers for Westworld. Watch it. HBO. Well, he's killed multiple times. Well, yes. <laughs> but um, the spoilers, uh, he gets when he gets killed the first time, and they show him show up on the train for the second time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I I believe I see a reverie, and reveries are those reveries are. Um, uh, it's an emotion that you access from your previous memories. It's like and it's a, it's an action. It can be yeah. a physical action. Yeah. It's a physical action. And I I when they show him on the train the next time he got shot in the chest by Ed Harris yeah. the night before and killed. When they show him on the train again, he's holding his chest for a moment like it hurts. Right, mm. and I think that happens more than once with him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, this this show shows a lot of promise. Like, I'm super excited to see more. Uh, like you said, we got to watch episode two in advance because yeah. of like the uh, HBO Go and HBO Now. Um, but yeah, so I can't wait to see episode three. I was a massive fan of the foreshadowing that they did with the flies. 
how all throughout that first episode they would show images of a fly landing on a host and it would walk on them and they wouldn't touch it, brush it off, yeah. go after it or anything. And then, spoiler, at the very end, Dolores has a fly land on her and she smacks it and kills it. Yeah. After she told him she would never harm a living thing. Oh, yeah. So it was, I, it was really good. It yeah, really had a payoff. It makes you go back and like watch the first episode again yeah. and, and think to yourself, like, is she lying this entire time? Mm-hmm. Or when Peter Abernathy, when he spoke the words violent delights and started quoting Shakespeare, yeah. was that some sort of a code that awoke in her? Right. Or has she been... We find out the ri- the reason they call the title for this episode the original is because Dolores was the original robot. Yes. Right. She's the oldest robot in the park. We yep. then find out that old Bill, the guy, Michael Wincott, Top Dollar's character, was mm-hmm. the second oldest. Second oldest, yeah. yeah. But for some reason, he was not upgraded. She has been upgraded. Right. So... It's interesting. Uh, as far as releasing episode two, mm-hmm. uh, for me it was really cool because, like, Discover Westworld, they had a really interactive website. It's okay. discoverwestworld.com. And, like, we talk about it on Sweetwater Saloon. Uh, I, I, you take an assessment and they tell you if you're going to be a sheriff or a bandit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the hosts that were on my podcast, we all took the assessment and we went over our results on the show. Oh, nice. no shit. I need nice. to visit that website. It'd be cool as hell. Then, after we got our assessment, I got a follow-up email saying that our online concierge, which is also an AI... His name is Aiden, and he is at our disposal the next upon our next visit at discoverwestworld.com. Oh, wow. So you get to ask Aiden questions. Wow. And so uh, Jimmy didn't get this, but Ashley and I did. So we ended up going there and asking it questions and getting some bizarre answers. <laughs> so you got to listen to my podcast. live on the show? Well, we're not talking to him on the show. Okay. I screenshot all my questions that I asked him. Yeah, nice. Um, and... Asked him some really interesting questions and uh, got some crazy answers. I will tell you this much. We got some system errors that you want to hear about. Wow. Okay. So, so you picked some actual plot devices. Yes. They actually named off a character uh-huh. before he's even introduced in the series yet. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So listen to the Sweetwater Saloon. But anyway... Um, yeah, I am here to plug my other fucking podcast. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know, I'm all about that. You know. Right. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, uh, Westworld uh, HBO uh, they tweeted uh, breaking, and they had this story, and it's from Delos, in, uh, Delos Incorporated, yes. and it says, "Team, a major security breach has been has plagued." our Discover Westworld site with disruptive glitches. We are expecting rolling blackouts on our servers with special vulnerabilities to the narrative department. Uh. With the highly anticipated chestnut event fast approaching, we fear that any related materials are vulnerable to premature release. Uh. And that's why they released it early um, to kind of like help the viral marketing with the website and then also just kind of tie it in with the show and I thought that was very cool I thought of of it along the lines of like when uh, Marvel when uh, the uh, their trailer for Age of Ultron got released early and they blamed it on Hydra yeah yeah Uh that was was really clever and I think they took a page out of that book and did it here with Westworld (laughs) and I fucking loved it I fucking loved the site I really like the show. I, 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 and so I really hope to see the show get better and better and better as they go in, uh, deeper into the episodes. I agree. I, this show has the potential to be one of my favorite shows that I look forward to. Yeah. Like, it really does have that potential. Yeah. 
I like the fact how they touched a little bit on everybody in that pilot episode. Yeah. Because when you have an ensemble cast, you may or may not want to have one person like lead the charge. Right. And I feel equally connected to everybody that they showcased in that first episode, and I, I thought it was that much better because of it. Yeah. What do you guys think about uh, milk? It does the body good. Oh, I'm very disturbed by that. <laughs> I'm, I'm lactose oh, intolerant, so. <laughs> well. yeah. Too much milk on Westworld. That's definitely kept it from a Tupperware, too. Yeah. I don't Does it have know. anything to do with, at the beginning of the episode, you know, I mean, we got the title sequence, and they show us kind of like a... Uh, oh, the substance that they're doing, the 3D printing. Yes, yeah. yes, and it's... it's it, does that have anything to do with it? Like, that shows them being rebuilt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does it show, like, is it symbolic? Do they feel like milk brings life? Mm, is that why he's so intent on forcing him to drink it after, he right. after he's dead? That's right. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, and he kept saying milk, uh, you know, uh, growing boy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Milk for a growing boy, blah blah blah. We saw his stuff going on uh, with his partner uh, with the initial incident with Dolores at the outset. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of fucked up along his lines of programming how he stuck to that part and then went off script on everything else. I just looked yeah. at it like it was a big ma big ass malfunction. Right. We're also finding out, you know, like they talk about it in the first episode, that we also talk, people are living out their past, it's hard to say, it's kind of, it kind of deals with past lives, because like, at one time certain characters were different characters within yeah. the narrative. Yeah, 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 that, that's, they had like different theme parks, it seems like, or different things. Yes. Like, different roles, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, oh, murder mystery park, or whatever, yeah, or whatever yeah. the case may be, and right. like living out, they're remembering these things from their past lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. You could do all kinds of stuff with that. I wonder if this show's going to delve in flashback territory. Do you think that'll be a thing? I do. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I I agree. I actually brought that up in my first episode. Like, could we see a flashback of a younger Ed Harris, the man in black, mm -hmm. show up to the park for the first time? Could we get that flashback? Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see his character then. Yeah. But later on in the season. Yeah. You know, um, it'd be interesting to see him as a white hat his first visit. That'd be yeah. cool. If and he, how he's made the transformation. If he indeed ever was a guest. Yeah, I think he has to be. I think he's got to be a guest because, I mean, as many times as he's been shot already and it's the fake bullets and they don't have any kind of impact on him, I, I, I think he's got to be a guest. Yeah, but if, if someone else has something behind it, like Cord or um, or any of the other characters behind the scenes, they could they could fix that. You know, he could be a sleeper. Hmm. Could be. It could be. Oh, are you talking about Ford, Doctor Ford? Yeah, Doctor Ford. Like if he was involved in whatever sure. was going on, sure. Then he could have programmed it so where he's not getting shot. I'm curious as to what his end game is. I like the fact that he's not straight out, you know, telling you what's going on. Uh, Didn't they say at one point in time like they've been able to like uh, cure disease and all this other yes, stuff? Yeah, they and, did say it at the very beginning, I think, yeah. or something. Just in the Rookwood board. I have a feeling, and. I, I'm probably going to talk about this more on <clears throat> Sweetwater Saloon, but another plug. <laughs> but I, I, I had already forgotten the name. I have a, <laughs> I have a feeling that 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 this show might deal, might delve into transferring one's consciousness into. Oh, I could see that, like Avatar. Yes. Yeah, I could see that, like putting your consciousness into a, into one of these hosts. Yes. Yeah, I could see that happening. 
That would Surely. seem like such a bad idea from the business model that they're trying to run. Like, they don't want these hosts that... No, I see this all going on behind the scenes. Yeah, they're selling it as oh, immortality. Oh, okay, so somebody did it like, okay, yeah. here's on the side. Yeah, just like that one character. When you go to... Hold on. When you go to, Before I forget, when you go to the Westworld, discoverwestworld.com, Ashley went over this on my podcast, Sweetwater Saloon. Um, <laughs> it's a joke now. I'm just right? bringing up the name as a joke. Anyway... She says, like, she's like, she asked me and Jimmy, she's like, did you guys read the terms and conditions? And I was like, no, just like everything, you know, we did, just like everything else, I just click through it. Yeah. So, terms and conditions, it's like, they have the rights to, like, you know, like, your your skin cells or mm. whatever, whatever fluids you leave there Shit. in the park, they have rights to it. So, it like, it also brings up, like, issues of, like, you know, cloning and... All this other stuff, right. and yeah. wow. what else? You know, like what else do they got going on? Like, is, is there more to Westworld that we don't know about other than just? You and know? they even alluded to some of that too, because I can't remember her name, but she's yeah. like the director chick, and yes. the guy, yes. That's, yes. And the guy that's the head of the narrative department. Yes, it's yeah. like one thing to the guests, another thing to the shareholders and management, another thing entirely. Yeah. So I mean, I, I love the fact that they set up like there's already a mystery within the whole thing. Right. I I loved the line where she told him, you know, you're smart enough to. To realize that there is something underneath the surface, but mm-hmm. you're not quite, you know, smart enough to know what it is. Right. And you can just kind of see this dumbfounded look on his face. I thought that was a great moment. Yeah. 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 Uh, what about, uh, I'm trying to think of other things to talk about. I mean, we, we got the scalping. Yeah. 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 Scalping for hidden treasure yeah. maps. Uh-huh. Yeah. At the, the man in black scalps Kissy. Um, a lot of people thought that uh, Kissy being... Kissy, of course, is a humanoid robot. Mm-hmm. And he's... He took... What do you say? He's... Uh, he left three liters of blood in him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, any more he'd Any more and he'd die. So Kissy starts crawling away from him, this, this robot. And, yeah, these robots, they sweat. Yeah. They bleed. They feel pain. Right. Yeah. And they believe they're human. They don't know that they're... Yes. Is synthetic. Yeah, they so, think it's dreaming when they're seeing the normal people. Exactly. So, like, they are crawling. He's crawling away from Ed Harris, trying to get away, and he crawls to the edge of the cliff. A lot of people were speculating that he was actually thinking about committing suicide. That's what I thought. Like, I get away. I felt like he was just crawling away and realized that there was nowhere else to go, and he had, uh, he had to stop. Yeah, I don't think he'd be even able to commit suicide, right? Unless their programming truly is broken. Are you guys? Are your minds blown that the fucking uh, everything within the park living is either a guest or a fly? Yeah, everything within the park is a guest or a fly. Right. That's the only thing living. Ro- fucking uh, horses, we saw. They're synthetic. They're all synthetic. All animals are synthetic. And I also believe that, like... Plant life? No. Yeah, I, yeah. I, plant life. It's probably real plant life. Okay. I, yeah. yeah, I don't think they have some robotic <laughs> botany bullshit it's going on. Let's 3D print this, this yeah. bush. Or just plastic. I mean, it's yeah. not like they put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. I think they did put a lot of effort into Dude, it. Dude, I'm going to fuck this real tree. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Westworld. I had a dream of fucking cactus. Yeah. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) I'll never do that again. It's my pleasure and pain. (laughs) Oh, uh, I I did notice one thing um, in the first episode. There's no children. No children robots, correct? Uh, That we know of? uh, Yeah, there there are. There are in episode episode two. Yeah. 
Okay. The one uh, in episode the two, prostitute uh, from that, the main one that's, to the okay. mistress. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Episode one, I was like, the only children I remembered were like the little boys putting the scorpion on top of the old drunk guy's head. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, okay, those are those those have to be real kids pulling a prank on a robot. Right. Yes. Okay. There's a kid in the, in the second episode with dialogue, though. Yeah. Did this already start to get you guys thinking, like, how you would react if you were in that situation, if you were a guest? Yes. I asked oh, the yeah. question on my podcast, Sweetwater Saloon. <laughs> I asked the question, would you be a white hat or a black hat? All three of us, listen to our podcast. You'll find out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I told Kelly, I told my wife Kelly that I would be like the lamest fucking person ever in that place because they look so real. Mm -hmm. There's no way that I could treat them as inhuman things. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just too real. I'd I'd get fucking wigged out. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to even pay the forty thousand a day to go. I don't think it's forty. That's I think it's forty thousand in the original movie. Oh, okay. Um, I when I went to discoverwestworld.com. Well, let me start off. Ashley's Ashley's cost her over a million. Holy oh, shit! Yeah, for yeah. a week, I I did the gold package for uh-huh. four weeks, and yeah. it costs over six million. God. Damn. Yeah. See, I don't I don't think it's worth it. I well, would yeah, I wouldn't be either hat. There's speculation about when this takes place in the future, so inflation. Yeah. You yeah. know how much you know that really is. Yeah, but this million. Let me this dig is... out my couch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the, the people that, the people that are going here are part of the one percent. Oh right? yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's like an elite yeah. fucking experience. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, Maybe 5%. Like right. the equivalent of today's <laughs> motherfuckers that go on those uh, African hunting excursions. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Trump boys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, I'm not talking politics. I'm right. just saying that the Trump boys have gone to fucking Africa and right. shot. No, I mean, I know a guy locally. I don't yeah. want to say who it is, but a right. buddy's with him. He owns a small business. Yeah. And he went to Africa and did some hunting. I'm like, how can you fucking yeah. do that? I'm like, shoot an elephant or shoot something like that. No way, man. Yeah, that's terrible. Okay, guys, so basically, first episode, 3.3 million viewers on it. Nice. Uh, This is uh, HBO's best uh, premiere since, I think, True Detective? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So, um, I think it's... Which really isn't that incredible. It's like a show that came out two years ago. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's huge ratings, but, like, they're like, oh, it's the biggest since True Detective. Well, usually with these HBO series, it's got to get a couple episodes under its belt, and then, like, the buzz gets the other viewers in, but that's still pretty big for a pilot. I think, I think, yeah, it's it was no Game of Thrones numbers. What did they do? Four point something million, I think? Uh, 4.2, somewhere around there. I think you're right. No Game of Thrones, but, you know, I mean, uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll see. I, I, I think, I think... I think they'll probably get greenlit for a season two. I, oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. And then if the, if the season can stay strong, more people will watch it after it's all been collected. Yeah, yep. and Game of Thrones has done nothing but snowball. Like, if the series is strong, yes. then the season two premiere will be even the biggest rated thing yet, Yes, too. right. Yes. Because by then, everyone will have bought the Blu-ray set, watched right. it on HBO Go. And really, Game of Thrones had the same kind of issues, I guess, if you want to consider it issues at the outset that this did. Because if you go back and watch the first season of Game of Thrones, like, mm-hmm. at least the first six to eight episodes, it's a little bit of a slow roll because there's so many people they got to bring in and out. Yeah. But I I think that the characters are there, the acting is there, and obviously the directing is there to make this a massive hit. 
Yeah, yeah. You got Jonathan Nolan directing the first episode and the last episode. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You've also got, I mean, and the talent involved with, like, uh, you know, I, Paul Cameron was the cinematographer. He was fantastic in that first episode. Mm. They did, I, I don't know about the entire season if he does it, but uh, they, 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 they filmed it on film. They went 35 millimeter with wow. this. Wow, wow. Cool. Um, and Jonathan Nolan, it was actually Paul Cameron went to Jonathan Nolan and said, you know, been thinking about doing this. I think the only way to do the real West justice is to do it in 35 millimeter. That makes sense. And Jonathan Nolan looked at him and said, I feel the exact same way. And they're on the same page. Um, fucking uh, Ed Harris and uh, Anthony Hopkins, uh-huh. both getting paid a shit ton per episode. It's worth every yeah. fucking does that, penny, does that make you think that one or the both of them will be dead by the end of 10 episodes? Well, uh, we already... Okay, Anthony Hopkins has been signed on for one season. Right. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean that he can't re-up. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ed Harris is signed on for two seasons, from oh, what okay. I'm hearing. Right. Okay. Both of them are getting roughly paid around, a, I've heard, about $157,000 Fuck. per episode. Nice. Damn. You're talking about a, a good haul. <laughs> well, you're talking about a series that, in all, cost $100 million. Yeah. And a lot of reason is because this was supposed to come out in 2015. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jonathan Nolan... And this has got this has got to be hard for HBO, and I, I respect HBO for this. Mm-hmm. They could have been like, "No, this shit's coming out in 2015. Yeah. No more time." But HBO respected Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy enough to give them a fucking extension so that they could figure out what they were going to do for like the last three to four episodes this season, and they gave him enough time to actually map out. Five years of the series. That's oh, really, that's, great. that's great. So they won't have those big pauses in between seasons, right? Where, right. Yeah, that's so, worth it. That'll pay off. So I think HBO has invested a lot in this. They need this, in my opinion, with Game of Thrones going away in the next two years. Right. Yeah. When and vinyl being such a flop. Vinyl, the most expensive TV show, hundred million itself, being a flop after the first season. Great critical reception. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. didn't get it from. Viewers, viewers didn't love it as much. I mean, you got Martin Scorsese involved in the pilot, directed the pilot. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And that and and it got canceled after one season. Mm-hmm. So they need a huge hit. Um, that's you know what, and I'm banking on it. That's why that's why I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I want to do a podcast on this fucking show. Yeah. That's what I, I was thinking. This could be the next big show. It's really deep. And I, I love the fact I've never done a recap show. Yeah. I've never done a recap show, and I've all, I listened to recap shows, and I was like, you know what. I kind of want to do this. This sound. This is. I think it'll be fun recapping a show. Yeah, yeah it's a if great it, show to choose. Imagine, imagine. Like I would have loved to have been able to. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I could not recap a Game of Thrones show. Yeah, I like, would have loved to have done that kind of thing. You like, guys for, could for like, like Lost. I would have loved to have been there. Lost. Breaking Bad would be yeah, a great show. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Too. And I was just like, you know what? I've, se- I've I've seen too many of these shows come and go that I haven't jumped on to recap. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try Westworld. So I'm hoping it's a huge hit because I, I really enjoy podcasting about it so far. So, yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait to check it out myself. I know you guys did not listen to my podcast because you listen to me all the time. You're, you're like, <laughs> fuck that guy. No, I didn't want to know what fuck, he had no. to say about it till here. No, no, that was my reason. No, Jake showed me the private conversation <laughs> in text. No, he showed me Frank the, pri- the private conversation you guys had in text. <laughs> So what about that podcast? Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I, I fucking... That guy fucking berates me every fucking week. 
Frank said, are you on it, Jake? And I said, no. He's like, ah, fuck it then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I followed Ashley. Can I I make an announcement, though? Go for it. Jake is actually, Jake is going to be on episode nine of my podcast. Yes, yes. So I, I, I'm getting guests. I'm getting guests. Like, you're like damn near booked up, aren't you? I've only got three slots left for people to jump on. It'll be like PCL old school. I'll be on the Skype. Yes. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to have you on. Yeah, I can't wait either. Yeah, I invited Frank, but you know what? Frank, you know, married man. I was going to fucking talk to you about it off air, but I was going <laughs> to see if you had any open spots left. Frank, you are welcome on. Okay. Absolutely. He'll be Throw busy at the one. truck stop, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what the best thing about anal is? is you can fucking podcast while you're doing it. <laughs> wow. Just give me a mic. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Just, just I'll try to edit <laughs> right. out the grunts and groans. Let's take a break, and Frank, we're gonna talk. All right, all right, we'll be right back. Hey, did you did you wake up this morning and think to yourself, you know what, you know what I want to do? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some money, hard earned money away, to three assholes so they can do a stupid podcast every week. Yeah, I'm, money's burning a hole in my pocket. Where can I? Where do I put all this money? I'll just give it to three dicks. Yeah, if that was your thought process this morning, number one, there's something wrong with you. Number two, Pop Culture Leftovers has started a Patreon where you can donate to our show. It's really simple. Go to patreon.com forward slash pop culture leftovers. Starting out as simple as $1 a month, we'll thank you on the show. You get us $1 a month. That's $12 a year. Who can't afford that? Every one of our listeners did that. That would be amazing. Is that going to happen? Fuck no. Anyway, moving on. There's also rewards where you could get your own personalized audio bumper, like the ones that we play here on the show. That's pretty awesome. That right there should be enough for you to sign up for our Patreon. Oh, wait, that's not enough? You're just a spoiled little shit, aren't you? You gotta have more, don't you? All the time, more with you. Uh, we have a reward where you can Skype chat with the leftovers, and that could be played on the show as a bonus episode. Wait, hold, wait, that's not enough? Seriously, fuck you at this point. We also have a reward where you get to be on a full episode with The Leftovers. That's right. We get to talk to your boring ass for a full episode. (laughs) Uh, There's all... Hey, hold on. That's not it. There's also another reward, and this is exciting, where you get to co-host with me on a brand new podcast that I'll launch. Uh, This is our masochist reward level. You really have to be in order to want to podcast with me so check out all the rewards on patreon.com that's spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash pop culture leftovers some of the rewards are limited not that i'm expecting them to sell out or anything like we did the moment we started this patreon all right hey we are back all right yeah guys remember uh yeah check out my uh Westworld Podcast. <laughs> What's it called again? Uh, Sweetwater Saloon. No, I want to thank everybody that has downloaded it and has left, has left us an iTunes review. You are truly a member of the Leftover Army. Now, if you haven't, <laughs> it's up for debate. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing it out there. No, like, even if you aren't watching Westworld's show, just, just get on there and subscribe and download it and then delete it. Yeah, there you go. Boom. <laughs> you know, let's be sneaky. Let's be... <laughs> we've we've been sneaky up. before. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, if, if you're not watching the show, yeah, but you still you still enjoy this one, just uh, just help me out. You know, <laughs> throw throw a guy a bone. You know, just download the episode. Just subscribe, subscribe, download the episode, delete it. Don't even listen to it. 
But you're helping me out, and I appreciate it. No, but I want to thank everybody that has. It's if pretty... you can't get HBO, pirate that shit and listen to the podcast anyway. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. What, what, what do you, that's all I've got to talk about this week uh, for Good Pop, Pat Pop. What do you guys have? Uh, I, I'll just do one thing, then. I, um, I watched the new NBC show on Monday called uh, Timeless. Yeah. It's the uh, new time travel NBC show. Uh, let me pull up my shit for it real quick. Um, it's basically three main characters. It's super tropey. One character is the guy that's the military guy. One character is the historian. And one character is like the guy that fixes everything. You this know, looked the really promising in the trailers. Yeah, it, it was. I'm going to, right off the bat, I'm going to give it a taste it. Yeah. Middle of the road taste it. It's, the CG is terrible in this show. Like it has some really bad special effects. But I can't help but kind of like the plot. Like, I'm a sucker for a cheesy time travel show. You know, I was a fan of Quantum Leap. I was a fan of Sliders. You know, it's almost the same kind of thing. It's the week to week, we're going to bounce to a different time and try to, like, fix the timeline type of shit. Yeah. Uh, The premise here is that this government has a time machine. It gets stolen by a criminal. They have a backup time machine that can tell them what time the other time machine is going to, but it doesn't tell them where where and what they're doing in that time. So basically every episode, they'll see where the stolen time machine is. They'll go back to that time and try to figure out what the thief is doing in that time and stop him from doing it. Mm. Uh, the first episode deals with the Hindenburg. Um, next week on the preview, it's going to be the uh, Abraham Lincoln assassination. So it's kind of neat in that setup, like bouncing around. And it's got its own unique time rules. They specifically state it's the back to the future rule where you're not allowed to meet yourself. And if you meet yourself, it'll be catastrophic. And so they they only get one shot. There's no do-overs. They repeat a few times. Like if they go back in time to try to stop something. It happened in... uh it happened in Back to the Future, it though. Did. It did. It, it didn't do much. Yeah. Didn't do much. Yeah. Doc Brown was wrong. Yeah. They, they fainted. Yeah. The two- well, it could have ended up one of a couple of ways. Either like a fucking giant disaster or they passed out. Yeah. And Ghostbusters told us not to cross the streams. Yeah. But they did that, too. Exactly. And it all worked out okay. So you got to imagine in the same tropey sense that they'll probably end up having that happen in this show, too. Yeah. And it'll all work out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep watching this. Um, maybe it'll be a guilty pleasure and I'll, I'll like it a little bit more. But I was really excited for this and kind of bummed by the pilot. Wow. So. You giving it three episodes? I'll give it three episodes. Yeah. All right. Not taking it off the old DVR. I don't got too much going on on Monday nights anyway, so yeah. it's a good one to watch. Cool. Yeah, I haven't watched the second episode of This Is Us. Yeah, no? No. Are you keeping up on American Horror Story? I have not watched the second episode. I, that is something I will watch, though, I promise. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a lot going on this week. You know, I did I did watch two more episodes of Luke Cage. Nice, nice. I, you know, I had the Westworld podcast to prepare for, and I had a lot of stuff going on there. I thought the second episode of American Horror Story was a little bit of a letdown for really? how good the first episode was. Yeah, I love the first episode. But then I thought the third episode really brought it again. Okay, okay. I know. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. it it's. I'm. I'm planning on it. So. So. Yeah. Frank, what what you got? What do you got? Kind of lame this week. About the only real new thing that I did uh, was I, I played this crappy video <laughs> game called uh, 
stay off my lawn. It reminded me of old man shooty. <laughs> it's it's it was free to play when I downloaded it. Yeah. And I just actually played it this last week. It's just an old man shooting aliens that will drop on his lawn. Old man. That's why they call yeah. him old man right. shooty. Exactly. And. Uh, it, it it stays true to the name of the fucking game. As soon as they land, he's like, "Get off my lawn!" Yeah, but it's kind of fun. It's kind of do you like ever see like zombies? You ever see like a lanai? No, no, didn't see yeah. that. I saw. Is he like smoking a, a cigar? Occasionally, yeah. Occasionally, yeah. But the yeah. dude's got like a scatter shotgun and shit. Yeah. And it's it's not bad. It's really along the same lines of Plants vs. Zombies. Are you basically are you giving uh, Old Man Shooty a taste it here? I'm giving this game a taste. It oh, wasn't thought, bad for free. I don't think I would have paid for it. What system, Frank? It was a PlayStation Vita, so it's not like like mainstream at all. Yeah. Like uh, Harmon, he's got a Vita. He might download it and shit and try it out. It's just fun to pass the time. It's funny. It, it didn't cost me anything, so I'm like, sure, why the fuck not? Because that was the first thing I thought of was shooty when it's yeah. just stay off my lawn. <laughs> right. That's it. it. Other than that, it's just past two weeks have been kind of busy. Kelly's been working, so I've had the kids all the time, and I haven't really had a whole lot of time to do much. Yeah. But that was kind of fun. Yeah, so we still need to do our whole Luke Cage series review at some point, then. Yeah, we, we will. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's one of the... I watched two more episodes, and uh, let's, say, let's say I'm still enjoying it. It's mm-hmm. still not quite a Tupperware. I'm still at a high taste it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I've been... I know some spoilers, you know? I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I see social media. Yeah, I know. I know another character's coming down the pike. <laughs> but but on the flip side, you know, I haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, I don't know any spoilers. Okay, so then I'm going to shut up. I'm me. only one episode in. Surprisingly enough, I'm behind. But I I like it so far. I give it a high taste. It does. It does say a lot, though. I I, I me. Hey, hold on. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Because did I binge Daredevil? In two days, yes, because it was so amazing. Or did I binge Daredevil in two days because it was the first Marvel Netflix series out of the Marvel universe? I think, I think, it's, a, I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I honestly, it's like if 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 so, you're saying, Brian, it Luke Cage. If it was a Tupperware, you would have finished it by now. Yeah, I I think that I mean it depends on what else you got going on though. I mean, True. like you said, you had a lot of shit on your platter. I did. Right? Like I don't think it's not a Tupperware because you started a new podcast right. and you had to do all the work for that. Right, that's life. Like <laughs> if you would have said fuck this podcast and watch Luke Cage, then I guess that, that right. does make right. it a Tupperware. Right. Yeah. right, but I don't think it goes both ways. Right. I don't think it doesn't make it not a Tupperware because right. you were busy and had other shit yeah. going on. So far, I'm really enjoying it, and yeah. like there, I, I, I've watched at least out of the six, I've watched at least three Tupperware episodes. I'd say one, four, and six were Tupperwares. Yeah, the other ones were high tasteds. So I haven't got to, and I've heard there's kind of a lull mm. with some episodes after six, hmm. and that has me worried. So. But I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep watching it, and we're gonna get through it, and I'll give you my full review, and I'm sure Jake will. Yeah, yeah. Frank eventually will. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep watching. I know. How Iron Fist comes out. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah I, I'll have it done by then for sure. <laughs> all right. Is that all we got for good pop, bad pop? Yeah. So. All right. I don't want to forget about like a lot of stuff is coming out from New York City Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you guys to remind me. 
about some of this stuff if I if I skip it. So right now, let's talk about real quick. Yeah, Power Rangers trailer came out. Power Rangers trailer. Uh, I'll be quite honest with you. I'm not a huge Power Rangers fan, but I'll give it a taste. It. I'll yeah. give it a taste. Yeah, it. I'm with you on that. Yeah, me too. Me too. It actually looked better than I expected. Yes. It to. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's it's not like as kiddy as what it was before. Yeah, I thought Rita looked really like actually yes. scary. Yeah. yeah, Rita looked scarier than Enchantress and Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I like that was probably my favorite part of the trailer was seeing her reveal. Yeah, yeah. No, Brian Cranston no. as no. Uh, what Zordon. Is, Zordon. Yeah, that's his name. Uh-huh. Zordon. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> and, that and I remember Bill that. Bill Hader's the little robot guy. What's his name, Frank? Oh fuck, I don't even know that. Oh, uh, the like little robot that's like Zordon's little oh, robot. Oh, that yeah. Like he yeah. looks like he's got that fucking that make, Seattle restaurant. He was BB-8. Yeah, yeah. Well, he helped with BB-8. Well, I know he helped, but he was BB-8. Yeah, I'll say he's BB-8. Well, John Ralphio did half the work too. I get it too. Oh, fuck off, Mister Technical. Am I am I wrong to say that he was BB-8? Well, John Ralphio also did the voice. Like voice, they're both comedians. Yes, and they both like kind of worked together on it. It was a collab. I, I I know and I and you know I know this. Yeah, yeah. But I I did want to throw that he was BB-8 as well. I'm sorry, it. Bill Hader was half BB-8. <laughs> he was BB-4. BB-4. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fuck my busted ass. Well, you know, they both they both did the voice work on they, it. Yeah, I uh, I, I thought the trailer. <laughs> sorry, you're fine. <laughs> it's it allergies and yeah. everything. Um, I I thought the trailer was was fun. I, I liked it a lot more than I thought, and. Uh, they kind of teased like the costume at the very end. You saw the the costume, the 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 suit forming over the ranger. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I'm sure we'll get a full blown trailer before this thing comes out yeah. that shows every fucking possible toy you're yeah. gonna want to buy if you're a Power Rangers. Is fan. it dealing with a lot of the the school bullying? Yeah, I, I felt that. Very topical, right? Yeah, yeah. very yeah. topical. What what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that? Uh, do you think that that was a good decision? I mean, it's hard to say. That could just be fucking five minutes of the movie when it finally comes out. Right. You know, that could just be all they have that, that it's pre them being in costume to show in a teaser trailer. I actually right. love it. I think they're striking while the iron's hot. It's, yeah. a, it's a hot topic right now, and I yeah. think it's really relevant. And I think watching this movie right now in this day and age, I think uh, it might, the movie might not age well, you know, yeah, but right. like... I think for right now, I think it's topical and relevant. And I, I thought that was actually cool. One of the parts that made me want to see it was, uh, I guess, is she still the Pink Ranger? That yeah, girl? I think so. I okay. Think so. so the Pink Ranger, it sounds like, it looks like she's being bullied at school, you know, and they got the whole haircutting scene and shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah. The plastics mm-hmm. make fun of her. Yeah, yeah. I liked it, man. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was cool. They call them plastics in it? I just... I, I was going to say, that's like a total Mean Girls reference. I, I just... <laughs> I made the Mean girl, Girls that, reference. That's still cool as shit, though. I like it. <laughs> I've never seen Mean Girls. Really? Oh, it's yeah. good. It's fun. Never seen it. It's fun. I heard good things. Yeah. yeah it's good. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got in news from New York Comic Con? John Wick 2 trailer came out. Yeah. Yep. We just watched that right before... Literally just show. watched it. Uh, John Wick 2 trailer. What'd you think, Jake? I'm going to high taste it. High taste it? Yeah, it looked good. I, I was, you know, wondering what the fuck are they going to do and follow this up with, and it looks like just a shit ton of action. Uh, they're giving us fucking Morpheus. Yeah, Morpheus. I like seeing him with a new dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. I, I awed at that. Oh, my God. What about, what about 
that classic car, that fucking muscle car, when it takes that when it fucking takes that jump and the way it lands. Oh dude, yeah, oh, that yeah. was dope. I thought the colors were amazing. Yeah. The gunplay was super cool. Gunplay was super cool. Uh, he's. It looks like he's. Is there a? Is there a? Is, he goes back to the original hotel. Yes. The safe zone. But on the flip side, does it look like he goes to a safe hotel in Rome now? Yeah, it did look like a new hotel. Well, you, we saw the 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 get like the host. Yes. From the original film. Yeah, and he had some dialogue. Glad you're back. So I was thinking that they're back at the original hotel. I don't see. Is he going to be like the? Guy, is he going to be the same guy at the hotel in Rome? Yeah, I don't know. Is he or is he going back to both hotel? Like, I think both. I think both. I think hotels. both. But it looked like in the second hotel, like when he was picking out like his weapons of choice. Yes. That scene was dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Oh my god! It makes me want to get off my ass and watch the first one. I still haven't. Oh, you haven't even that. seen the first no, one. No. Huh? Oh man! But with especially with the talent they've got involved with this, I really want to. make Frank, sure you got to watch it. Yeah, you got to watch it. Like, yeah. like uh, you, basically, it's like for me, I feel like what they've done is they've taken what the raid movies have done right, what the James Bond movies have done right. And a little bit of Mission Impossible. Yeah, I agree with that. I and they've, that. they've kind of taken all three of these things and blended them into one movie with its own mythology. Cool. Like, there are there are these assassin hotels, but, like, when you're in the assassin hotel, like, you can't fight each other. Oh, no shit. It's like a yeah. safe zone. It's, like <laughs> a, it's supposed to be like a safe zone. Exactly. A safe zone. And, Frank, you've got to watch the first one. It's, it's such a... Personal and intimate story too right. of vengeance. I definitely um, want to get it done before the yeah. second one comes. And the out. action sequences are just second to none. They're yes. incredible. Yeah, the, part, the like fighting choreography amazing is amazing for uh, Keanu Reeves' film. They got this for it. Well, they took the the raid guys that did the action and the choreography. I believe they also took those guys and they had them do the action for Civil War. Oh, oh cool! Wow. So I, I could be wrong. I'll find out on Correction Tuesday. <laughs> Somebody will email. Somebody in. will let me know. You fucking asshole! <laughs> Tweeting me what I fucking got wrong. In case you didn't know. In case you didn't know, guys. We also I loved it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, you know what I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the trailer a fucking Tupperware. Nice. Cool. I fucking loved it. Cool. And I love John Wick, so I fucking Tupperware the fuck out of that trailer. Movie could suck. Who the fuck knows? But I fu- it gave me it gave me everything. Gave me everything that I wanted. Everything I fucking wanted, and it gave me Morpheus. Right, I know that's like the big. Thing I was like, like what? <laughs> Morpheus? Yeah, I was like, holy shit, we got a fucking Matrix reunion. I love me some Lawrence wa- Fishburne. The Matrix reunion I want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, God. Yeah, Two and three big piles. No, of shit. yeah, give me a Matrix reunion within the John Wick universe. That's cool. what I, I that's what I want to see. You know what? You know what? You know what's on fucking like. Uh, Streaming now, I what? think it's on uh, Hulu or fucking Netflix or one of them. Knock knock. I don't even want to watch it. Oh yeah, the Eli Roth Keanu Reeves. Don't even want to watch it. Yeah, mm. it's there. It's like sitting there, and I don't even want to watch. But I don't even want to watch that shit. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to see that. It's fucking disturbing. Yeah, I heard it's not a typical Eli Roth movie, so it maybe kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Two chicks torturing a dude because he cheats on his wife. I don't know. Yeah. I heard I it's know. not Green Room, though. Get, no. You know what? People need to watch. They need to get on streaming. They need to get on Amazon Prime or Hulu or whatever the fuck. They need to watch Buried with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. That's a goddamn good fucking movie. Tupperware the fuck out of that fucking movie. 
Yeah, I need to check that out. Yeah, you do. Uh, see if I can handle it. <laughs> All right, guys. We got... Uh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. I'm dying over here. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna let Jake clear your sinuses over there. Thank you, thank you. That won't be the first Sorry. time or the last time. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm better. Yeah. All right. Bruce Campbell. He uh, he recently said he wants Ash versus Evil Dead to go on for five seasons. Wow. Shit. He talked to ComicBook.com saying, "I'll take five seasons of this. Give the fans a big boost of the material. They'll have 25 fresh hours." Of the show after this, after we're done with five seasons, and that's like making 12 movies. Wow. Have you had a chance to watch the season premiere yet? I have not. What the not. fuck are you waiting for? Uh, I don't have stars, and I just don't never think about watching it on my phone. Yeah. So, I need I, to get on that. I think I got to weigh in on that for you, but I'll talk to you about that off air. There right. you go. Good deal. Good deal. As, uh, like I said, last week on the show... Tupperware, the season premiere. Uh, they dropped it three days early. I watched it the day after. Fucking amazing. So it's officially out now? It is officially out. And what, what nights does that drop on? Sunday nights. Okay, okay. Sunday nights. They they dropped it three days early for everybody to watch it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I watched it. I watched it online early, a couple days early. And I was just like, holy shit. They, they went out guns blazing. Guns fucking blazing in this one. Nice, nice. It was fantastic. I love it. I love where the season's going. I cannot wait to see the rest of the season. I don't buy a lot of hard media anymore, but that first season, that's something I kind of want to pick up on Blu-ray. Yeah. It's Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. So. Yeah. Guys, we got our first uh, War of the Planet of the Apes tre- uh, teaser this past week. In War for the Planet of the Apes, the third chapter of the critically acclaimed blockbuster franchise, Caesar and his apes are forced into a deadly conflict with an army of humans led by a ruthless colonel. After the apes suffer unimaginable losses, Caesar wrestles with his darker instincts and begins his own mythic quest to avenge his kind. As the journey finally brings them face to face, Caesar and the Colonel are pitted against each other in an epic battle that will determine the fate of both their species and the future of the planet. We don't know if Caesar's going to make it out of this battle or not, but they're saying that if they make a uh, Planet of the Apes Part 4, Circus is coming back. I'm hearing it. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, they could always have him play someone different. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have to be Caesar. Caesar can yeah. both die and sure. Circus can come back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What's going on with the uh, staff of this movie? Is it being directed by the same people that did the second one? As far as I know, that's that's what they've said. It was uh, Matt Reeves. It, Matt Reeves did the second one, and uh, it looks like he's coming back. I, I, I always I, I always heard that he was coming back for this one. I hope so. I hope so. I think Matt Reeves did such a great job. Yeah. He did do a great job. On yeah. 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 I haven't seen Terminator. I heard he kind of blundered with that. Didn't that him? No, that was um, that was, the, was uh, the first director. That was Alan Taylor. Oh, it was Alan Taylor did Terminator. Yeah. My apologies. My apologies. Yeah. So, yeah. Matt Reeves did a great job with that second Planet of the Apes. It's been a long oh, time, right? Yeah. It's been like three, four years since that movie came out. Right? Uh, yeah. Two or 
two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I remember we recorded that episode in your basement, Jake. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So many movies, it makes it seem like it's so much longer in between all these big event movies when there's an event movie every other week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. The teaser trailer got me excited. Um, uh, just seeing something. Yeah. yeah. That's what next summer is that what we're talking? Yeah. Yeah. Just cool. seeing anything from this movie got me excited. Sure. I agree. They I show agree. they show Caesar and snow is blowing on him and mm-hmm. shit like that. And I was just like, holy shit, it's happening. We're getting this mm-hmm. fucking movie, and I can't fucking wait. So uh, I taste it for me. Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rate the teaser. Yeah, it wasn't much. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll fucking rate my anticipation as a Tupperware. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll rate my anticipation <laughs> as a Tupperware too. Yeah. So, guys, THR is reporting that we are getting a Gears of War film. Oh, really? There's no writer, no director attached, and there's no release date, but it is happening. Um, so, <laughs> basically, let me cast it: John Cena. No. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. Who? Uh, then who are they gonna get? Uh, who are they gonna get? Uh, who are they gonna get? Well, it, 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 it depends on what characters they're gonna go off of for this. Like the fourth game. I'm just talking about like like as big as these guys are in the game. Right. People are gonna be upset if they fucking cast. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew, it's not going to be yeah. stick thin, guys. It's not going to be stick thin. Then who are you going to get? And that's a good question because it really depends on what characters they're going to go over. Like the original trilogy had to do with Marcus Phoenix and uh, Delta Squad. Yeah. And the fourth game in the franchise is actually going to drop on Tuesday. I've got it pre-ordered. And some time has passed and it's going to start off a new narrative. Kind of like a la... Uh, the Force Awakens mm-hmm. with Marcus Phoenix, the main character from the first trilogy, his kid, and another squad. Uh, so I don't even know how that game goes down. So yet. Ge- Gears of War four, now Gears of War the movie, it's going to be starring Michael Cera and Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, no! You need some like gruff motherfuckers for this shit. Yeah, I mean like Jason Momoa. You, no, people <laughs> you believe that would have been like through war, battle hardened, and honestly, I would go for nobodies if I was anybody. You know, trying to cast this. I wouldn't try to cast big names. Really? Hey, you need yeah. to draw, though. I mean, video game movies need that. I'm need thinking it. they. I'm thinking they. they do, I'm thinking they need to go the Expendables route, and they need and, 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 they, and they need to pull some. They need to pull some guys out here, man. You could do that. I mean, the thing is, is like, it's a real fucking gritty, semi-depressing narrative. I mean, I've even read the books from Karen Travis. Well, like Batista. Yeah. That would work. Batista would work in this. I mean, you get, you get Batista, you know, maybe some other, uh, you know, guys in MMA, guys in the WWE. But, I mean, you got to have the acting chops to support it, too, because actually... Really? In a Gears of War? The narrative <laughs> for this game actually is... Oh, is it Shakespearean shit going on here? Not Shakespearean, fucking Gears of War. It is heart-rending shit. Like, you have, throughout the trilogy, you have one character who has lost his wife and kid to the, uh, the war that's been going on. Mm-hmm. The guy ends up finding his wife, and they've, like, lobotomized her and shit, and he has to put her down. And then he ends up dying himself in the third game. It, there's, there's good narrative to this series. And I just hope they don't throw just anybody at it. I mean, you need some acting chops on this. Yeah, they probably won't even follow the narrative of the series, though. What video game movie followed the narrative but of the series? But if you call it Gears of War, I mean, it's got to have some tie to that world. 
Yeah, yeah. Thematically, you can... It's revolved really around, like, that character Marcus Phoenix and his dad, who was a general. I mean, I mean, I know this is a lot of shit that I know that you guys don't. Yeah, I mean, you're but, talking, like, Italian to me. I don't yeah, know. I mean, but, I mean, for, for a... For a shooting... Spicy meatball. Marcus Phoenix, eat a ravioli. It's me, Mario. I mean, do I have hope for it as a film? That I don't know because video games don't typically transfer well to film. Yeah, but unless you're an idiot and you love the World of World of Warcraft, I haven't even seen that. It's shit garbage. Yet. I haven't absolute seen garbage. <laughs> absolute garbage. So, yeah, I mean, it's okay. The Shut world. the fuck up. <laughs> The, the you tossed it to you, son of a bitch. Like, I, mean, I thought I low tasted it. I don't know what you did. Honestly, God, for real, there are four novels about this video game series that fill in backstory and shit, uh, and and they are written by Karen Travis. Yeah, and they're really good. They're very well written, and it's one of those things where like I'd have hopes for it, but because Hollywood, excuse me, because Hollywood sucks at transitioning games to film. Yeah, I'm gonna have to set my expectations really low. Say, I like I remember, I remember I played the first one. Yeah, and I, I remember looking at these guys. These guys are larger than life. These guys look like bodybuilders. Right. Some of that's the, the armor. size and the physicality. Right. Some of that's the armor. Some of that is the the game engine that they worked it off of. They would need to be bigger, I guess, in order for it. To I mean, these guys look like '80s action stars. This looks right. like this looks giant like, fucking yeah. biceps, fucking sh- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You got fucking Carl Weathers, Stallone. But that's really, what these guys look like. If you can and, ask guys who are like, a unfortunately, good unfortunately, Hollywood is just not fucking like letting these guys take steroids anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You know, some of that, some of that, like, is explained in the novels as being like the armor and shit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you cast guys who would be a decent representative of any soldier in any movie, it would work. Yeah. But the thing they need to focus on is the narrative, not right. just the fucking gore and all that shit, in order for it to be good, or else it's going to be trash. When you brought this up, I didn't realize we had the world's biggest Gears of War fan on this I know. podcast, dude. I'm, I, I really am. Like, Read the big... novelizations. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I think out my own way. Make sure you listen to Frank's podcast. Shit, I ain't cast. Hold on, hold on. Frank, Frank, in his spare time, he writes uh, Gears of War fan fiction. Oh my god! <laughs> no wonder he's so particular about. No, he, he calls it. He calls it Gears of War. Oh Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Use this lancer on you, bitch. <laughs> nice. All right, <laughs> guys. Coming out with my honestly, guys. No do you want to? You like in my notes? Do you want me to? Yeah, this whole conversation, this entire conversation, probably went off for about a good five minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. It was spawned by this one sentence that I wrote down in my notes. THR is reporting that we are getting a Gears of War film. No writer, no director attached, no release date. <laughs> you couldn't have less news about it. <laughs> I am willing to bet. <laughs> I'm not, right, I know, right? Like, oh, hey, they're going to do this. Maybe sometime, somewhere, somebody will do it. I, I'm willing to bet that they're probably waiting to see how this last uh, game in the franchise that's coming out next Tuesday is going to perform. They did have one that was produced 
after the main trilogy called Judgment that everybody hated. Yeah. So if this one, I mean, it's gotten good preliminary reviews thus far. And if this one sells pretty good, they might go ahead and start trying to get some shit done on this. Yeah, and if Assassin's Creed, who, 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 who are you casting, Frank? Who are you casting? I really in this don't movie? have. An, it depends on what they're going to talk about in the film. Yeah. I mean, are they going to talk about Marcus Phoenix and their traditional Delta Squad, or are they going to talk a about bromance. his son? You got a bromance with this Marcus <laughs> Phoenix motherfucker, <laughs> no, don't you? That's just I, holy shit, dude. I want to read some of your fanfic. His, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm, and then I, Mark, and then Marcus laid me down. <laughs> Fuck. No, Jesus. no. His rippling biceps. <laughs> Which could I not have, be played by any actor. I have never seen a man so chiseled, <laughs> but yet with a tender touch. Delta Squad ran the coal train on my ass. <laughs> People don't know the franchise will get that. We, get it. we <laughs> met at a truck stop. <laughs> my, my wife is sleeping. <laughs> I was introduced to anal. I responded to my text message via lotlizard.com. Oh my god. All right, yeah, Gears of War, uh, fucking movie. That's All a right, thing. Let's stop yeah, speaking Italian. Maybe. Move on. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to some Marvel news. Alright guys, before I forget, we just watched uh, New York City Comic Con. They just released uh, the uh, Iron Fist trailer. Yeah. Yep. Iron Fist teaser trailer, if you want to call it. About a minute and a half. Yeah, about a minute and a half te- uh, trailer. Um, what did you guys think? What did you think, Jake? I don't know. I was a little underwhelmed by it, I think. I didn't see anything that really knocked my socks off. It, it just kind of, I don't know, it showed... Danny Rand, is that his name? Danny Rand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, we saw his fist glowing, we saw a little bit of action sequence scene stuff. Nothing, nothing, uh, did we see any Kun Loon? No, no. no. no nothing that I saw that was Kun Loon. No. Are they going to do that in, uh, are they going to do Kun Loon? Are we going to get that location in the series? I don't think we will in this series, I could be wrong. I don't know if they can pull it off. Yeah, that's a lot for the TV thing. I mean, they referenced it. Didn't they reference it in the first season of Daredevil with, uh, uh, what is it, Madam Gao? Yeah. She talked about Kun Loon, correct? That, I believe mm. you're right, yeah. She, that's where she came from. And it's like, are we ever going to get to see this place? And if and, and if we do see this place, is a Netflix series going to be able to pull off that spectacle? You know what I mean? I don't think they will. And I think all they're right. holding their money for Defenders, too. Defenders. So they're not going to blow all their money yeah. to show us Kaloon and the, and the Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I I gotta taste it. There's not anything about it that tells me like, oh my god, I really gotta watch this thing. But I mean, nothing put me off either. I'm mildly interested. Yeah, I'm more gonna watch it based off track record of the Marvel <laughs> Netflix stuff than yeah. I am my excitement about this trailer. Right. I agree with that. Right, I gotta right. say. Right. So I don't know. It kind of reminded me of like my excitement level, uh, my excitement level for the Doctor Strange film. Yeah, right yeah. down the right down the middle. Yeah. I got I got a taste it feeling about this one. I did get excited when I did see his fist glow. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It was cool special effects. Yeah, I definitely got more excited from like the Luke Cage like trailers though, just because it was the music, the music, yeah. and it was like we hadn't seen anything quite right. like that before. Yeah, 
Yeah. So this it was, seems like more of the same. More yeah. of the same. Like we've seen a guy. We've seen a guy with fucking like fists and shit punch punch doors down. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We've exactly. seen it. So it seems like more of the same. It didn't feel very unique. Yeah. I, I think you. we got this because it's coming right on the heels of the Luke Cage release, and they're hoping to try to capitalize on that buzz. Yeah. How? Okay. Every one of these series. Every one of these series, we've seen a character tie into this thing. Mm-hmm. A character tie into this thing. We've seen somebody bring it all together. Are we going to get another character from any of these other series that's going to make an appearance in this one? I mean, Luke Cage, we've seen Turk. We've seen Night Nurse. Right. Okay? Who who are we going to get in this one? Are we going to get anybody in this one to connect those worlds? I think we'll get a Night Nurse 100%. Okay. So- so she's Night Nurse, the one. Like, she's, she's the one. Agent, she's the Agent Coulson of yeah, the Netflix show. I get that. Okay, so she's fucking. Uh, she's Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. She's bringing them all together. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so we're getting Rosario Dawson yet again in this series. I get that. I think Easy. that's a that's a must. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No way. And maybe maybe another Easter egg character thrown in there. Too. Yeah. I mean, uh, in Luke Cage, I noticed that like, we got uh, we got the voiceover from Trish from. Uh, the Jessica Jones series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in one of the episodes. Daredevil Season 2, we got Carrie Ann Moss's character showing up. That's uh-huh. true. That's very true. Yeah. We got Trinity showing up. Yeah. she sh- Hell, she might show up in uh, John Wick Chapter 3 for all we fucking know. <laughs> yeah. No shit, no shit. <sighs> we got so, fucking Morpheus. I love her, by Fucking Audrey. John Wick Chapter motherfucking 2, guys. <laughs> That's the name, dude. John Wick Chapter 2. <laughs> John no, Wick Chapter 2. two. Well, no. <laughs> no, it's John Wick Chapter. When two. you call it John Wick Chapter Two, you goddamn know you're gonna get a Chapter Three. Yeah, you're getting. I a was chapter thinking three. the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. You're what setting you... it up. Oh man, yeah, you're totally setting it up. God damn it! Can't wait for that fucking yeah. movie. You gotta watch that fucking shit. I, it's likely I'm not gonna fucking sleep tonight after we get done, so it gives me something to do. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, all right. Watch it. Watch. Right. You, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. You'll really enjoy it, man. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, uh, on that news, I also wanted to bring this up because this kind of like, uh, this kind of ties in. I just got to find the note here. Sigourney Weaver, she teased a Marvel role while talking with Wired. And, And you know what? In my notes, this is fucked up. In my notes, I, I wrote down, I personally think it'll be something like she's playing Captain Marvel's mom or aunt or something, uh, or her superior at the Air Force base she's at. So I was guessing that, that uh, Sigourney Weaver was going to show up in a Captain Marvel movie. That's interesting. I was fucking so wrong, because we just found out, just literally found out tonight, probably about 20 minutes ago, found out she's going to be in the Defenders. Hmm. What do you think she'll be cool. doing in that? You think she'll be like an actual superhero? Do you think she'll be a villain? Villain. I'm hoping a... she's the villain. Yeah, that'd be great. That's who I want her as is the villain in this. That would be awesome. That'd be cool. Let's see. Let me see what news I can find out. Uh, okay, this is from oh, look, We Got This Covered.com. They said uh, they're talking about the Defenders. They said, speaking of which, Marvel announced that Sigourney Weaver will have a role in the upcoming superhero team up series. They wouldn't say who she'll be playing, but we do know that it'll be a villainous part. Oh, yeah. Let the speculation commence. The Verge, Sigourney Weaver is Netflix's biggest villain. Yes. So I had not read that, so I guessed as a villain that's who I wanted to see her as. 
She'll uh, be the main villain. Main villain. Jeff, uh, Jeff Globe says. You goddamn right. If you get fucking Sigourney Weaver, she better be the yeah. fucking main villain. Uh, they go back on. Uh, let me read this. It's from We Got This Covered. They say circling back to Iron Fist, though. For those unfamiliar with the source material, the show follows Jones' Danny Rand, talking about Finn Jones, mm-hmm. a young orphan boy who grows up deep within the Himalayas, where he is educated in the deft art of kung fu by the mystical monks of Kunlun. A homecoming is in the cards, though, and it isn't long before Rand's hero circles back to Hell's Kitchen to use his newfound abilities to tackle the city's criminal underbelly head-on. Jessica Henwick and Louis Tan also star. Oh, I was hoping to get more information about fucking Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It does make it sound like they're really going to go to uh, the Iron Fist stuff, though, from that description. The, uh, the Kulun. The Kunlun. Kulun, yeah. 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 Yeah, it does. It, sound, it sounds like... Well, it sounds like... He'll, do you think that they're gonna do like an arrow thing? Do you think that that we're gonna get most of it set in Hell's Kitchen and then flashbacks to Kunlun? Yeah, just like in the just like in Luke Cage. I mean, in Luke Cage, we saw in Episode Four, we're in Harlem. Yes, Episodes One through Three, we are in Harlem. Mm-hmm. We don't get the origin story of Luke. Sorry, spoilers, Frank. No, it's fine. It's fine. We don't get the origin story of fucking um, <clears throat> Luke Cage until Episode Four. It's good to know yeah. that it's coming. Do you think we're starting in Kunlun, or do you think that they're going to start... I think it's better to start in uh, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, you start with... A the, place we're familiar with. And you start with excitement. Yeah. You knock them off yeah. their feet, and then yeah. hit them with the exposition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fucking Sigourney Weaver going to be in a Netflix Marvel series. That's, That's huge. Fucking very huge. All right, let's see here. Shit, man. Like, news, like, like, I'm not prepared for some of this shit, guys. Like, yeah. we're just finding this out on the cuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what yeah. happens with a Comic-Con weekend and yeah. us recording on a Saturday instead yep. of a Sunday. Iron Fist has a set premiere date, guys. Uh, it's been confirmed it'll start on March 17th, 2017. That's St. Patrick's Day. No, it is. It, it, is, it is. Is it close? Is it's, it, it's March St. 17th is St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, it's St. Patrick's You're right. Day. You're right. All right, guys. We got our first look uh, at the uh, off. We got our first look. Oh no, hold on. First look. There's an actual website called First Look. Oh. They had a pick, and I saw the pick off of the set of the new Punisher series. It's now filming. Oh, you posted this on the Facebook. I posted right? a picture of John Bernthal. Yeah. On the set, I didn't post the picture of the character that's showing up in the series. Of the Punisher that we've seen in another series. Oh, first off, like I said, Frank Castle. Uh, Frank Castle. He's 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 got a beard now. They and they threw up a picture of him on a park bench while filming in New York City in a scene with Deborah Ann Wall's character of Karen from the Daredevil series. Okay, they had a connection in Daredevil season two. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, my question to you guys: We know for a fact that Deborah. Deborah, Deborah Ann Wall, she shows up as Karen in the Daredevil series. Do you think that she's going to reference finding out? And we found out in the end of Daredevil season two, Matt Murdock let her in on the secret that he's Daredevil. Yeah, about yeah. fucking time. Yeah. Do you think that she's going to go over her feelings about that in this? Or do you think they're going to hold off on how she feels about that? 
in Daredevil Season 3. I think they're going to hold off. I agree with that as well. I wrote in my notes, I'm guessing the latter. They're going to hold off. Yeah, yeah. They're going to hold off. They'll keep it pure for the Punisher's. Whatever, yeah. Whatever the Punisher's going through, she's there for him. Right. You know, I, that's, what I, I kinda, that's what I love about her character. She always tries to see the good in things. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I think that she tries to find the good in Frank Castle. Yeah. Like, and, entirety of season two, that's what she was doing. And if he completely goes over the edge, she's a good character to kind of reel him back in. Yeah. He's, he's going to go over the edge in this. I, I have a feeling that he's going to go over the edge in this first season. Oh, yeah. Now, if Punisher gets greenlit for a season two, I think we are going to get like more of an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, But I think, like, in the uh, just so you guys know, the working title for Punisher series yeah. is Crime. Oh, wow. Hmm. So I think we're going to see Punisher do a lot of fucked up shit in the Punisher series. I'm on board with that. I am too. I really am. As much as like as much as like I'm not a huge Punisher fan like reading the Punisher. Yeah, me neither. I do like I do like I do like a uh, a hero that has a dark side to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. do like the westerns. I always like I always like that dark gunslinger, but oh, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get it. So, as much as I don't really enjoy reading Punisher comics, except I I, I did love the Greg Rucka run. Yeah, there was some good stuff. There, in there was some good stuff. I like the that. Rick Remender stuff. It got really goofy. I love Rick Remender. He did some really goofy ass Punisher shit. I never read his Punisher. He like turned though. him into Franken Punisher. Oh he, yeah, he, yeah. Um, Punisher. Wolverine's kid, uh-huh. Dokken, was that Wolverine's kid's name? He kills Frank Castle and oh, then he wow. puts all the pieces back together and sews them all back together. And he's yeah. like underground with like the mummy and all the different Marvel yeah. monster characters. There's some really out there fucking shit. Yeah. I love the direction. Stuff because... that would never make it to a Netflix series. Yeah, but never. Yeah. Right. yeah. I love the direction because especially with John Berenthal being the Punisher, yeah. he does anti-hero so good. Like, his convictions in what he's doing, You're like, right. you gotta believe in him yeah. a little bit. At least understand where he's coming from to the fucked up shit that he does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not... The Punisher solo series, out of all the Netflix series, though, is the one I'm most concerned I don't give a fuck about. Oh, I'm the opposite. I'm the most excited about that. I, I honestly think that if you leave Punisher, I don't know. I'm just not, if you leave Punisher out of Daredevil season two, is yeah. it better? No. Uh, no. Is it more streamlined if you just have the Electra story? No, I, I don't think I don't think it has the legs to stand okay. on its own either. Right? You gotta have that conflict and all. I mean, we're show. talking. We don't like. We're talking just our opinions. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know a lot of listeners like loved it. <laughs> But it's an intense contrast to this. We do. That Daredevil himself yeah. has to make. I, th- I thought it was really great. Angry white guy with a gun. The show is just nothing. I'm going to get too excited about. I got to tell you. Well, I mean, you combine that along with the Electra storyline, where she's trying to push him. In I'm, that direction. I'm talking about the solo series. Oh, right. I get you. I thought we were talking about just Daredevil season. Two. I loved the original Punisher movie. To the Dolph Lundgren one. The yeah, the Dolph Lundgren one. When he's naked in the sewer, yeah. I popped I popped half a chub. No, <laughs> I like the Tom Jane one. Oh, okay. okay. I did like it. The yeah. word original threw me off. I'm sorry. No, yeah, the, I'm talking about like the Fo- when Fox had the property. Yeah. No, not Dolph Lundgren hanging out in the sewer. Yeah, I was like, what? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought that movie was okay. 
I liked it. Yeah, it was alright. It was the best use of the character so far. Yeah, I never saw Punisher Warzone, the sequel. I did. It was terrible. Yeah, I never It was over-the-top violent, too. I never uh, saw the Electra movie, to be quite honest with I've you. I've never seen either. the Electra movie, either. Yeah, I have no plans on seeing it, either. I would like to see it eventually. Yeah. I've never seen the Catwoman movie. Me neither. Me either, with uh, Halle Berry. Yeah. 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 Me it's either. like a giant fucking turd that I already know what it is stepping into. I don't know if yeah. I'm ready for that level of shit. Yeah. Guys, guys, huge fucking news that we got to talk about this week. So We got the title for Wolverine 3. Yeah. Directed by James Mangold again. Guys, what did I think about the Wolverine? What yeah. did I rate it? You didn't like it. Uh, you did not you care toss for it? it. I tossed it. Yeah, I thought so. I tossed it. Jake, what did you give it? I believe I tasted it. You tasted it, I believe. I don't even think I You was were on not on that, that episode. Point. Taste it, taste it. I tossed it. Um, guys, Wolverine 3, directed again by James Mangold, did not like the Wolverine. We got our title. It's called Logan. Mm-hmm. This is the, uh, this title was actually tweeted out on a picture of a poster for the film by James Mangold, Mangold and Jackman. In the poster, you see Wolverine's hand being held by what looks like a child. His claws are extended in the picture. His claws are out, and you can see cuts on his arm that look like the healing factor is not doing its job. It's not what it used to be. He's got cuts on his arm. He looks fucked up. His hand looks a little fucked up. Yeah. Um... I'm gonna just, I'm gonna start off by saying this. You guys can agree. You guys can disagree. I think it's a bold choice. The poster gets the poster gets it across. I know it's a Wolverine movie. Yes. Yeah. I still think it's a bold choice not to put Wolverine in the title. Yeah, I agree. Right, yeah. I mean, you never know though. They kind of like they could pull the old Wolverine lo- like colon Logan or something. Oh shit like fuck that. that. If you're going to call it Logan, call it Logan. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking... I don't know that they got the balls to do that. Don't, uh, uh, fucking Logan, uh, colon, uh, Dawn of Wolverine. Dawn of Wolverine. Fuck Fuck you. Wolverine 3, colon, Logan. Uh, Fuck that shit. We'll see, though. I agree, though. It's a bold move if they just go ahead and do Logan. Yeah. And don't give it a number, don't give it a fucking, you know, prefix. Yeah. Just call the motherfucking Logan. Isn't it fucked up? Fox... Fox, let's go back to this. Fox feels like, for as much as for as they, they have hits and misses, right? Yes. Yeah. Fox has hits and misses, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about let's talk about the hits. Of course, X Men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, X Two probably a hit. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a hit. No, and I it's, know. It's financially. Right, I, exactly. I hate it. Yeah, but it's financially agreed. Right. Agreed. Yeah, it's a taste it for me. Hey, you go back and watch X Men. It's not a huge. I. I I look at it nostalgically. I still enjoy it for what it is nostalgically. Going back and thinking like this is the this is the movie post you know Keaton Batman that kicked off the fucking right. superhero oh, movies yeah. again. Yeah, huh? I, I still X Men One. I, I have fond memories sure. about. Right. I love. I, I I still love the scenes of like uh, Rogue and Wolverine in the truck. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. talking. Oh yeah. Him feeding her jerky. Right. All that shit. Her being real fucking skittish when he reaches for the glove compartment. Right. Right. I you know. know. And Patrick Stewart just kills it. Yeah. He does. Favorite. He really does. Yeah. I was blown away the first time I saw that movie. Yeah. And but I, I, I really love Natural casting. Yeah. Who else could you cast? Yeah. Nobody else. Right. Yeah. Nobody else. I really love Magneto throughout all those films. Uh, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen's great. Yeah. So, I mean, 
They've had their hits. They've mm-hmm. had their misses. I mean, we've seen X3, Last Stand. Oh, that's you the know, worst. Fucking... Uh, Apocalypse, most recently. Apocalypse, most recently, in my opinion, was a miss. I mean, yeah, Days of Future Past, though, fantastic. Right. Yeah. And fuck, fucking Wolverine Origins. Wolverine Origins, huge miss. And then the Wolverine. The Wolverine, which I still think is a miss. Yeah, I agree But with that. it's divisive. I mean, Jake, you liked it. Yeah. It's not such a miss that Deadpool's making fun of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Fair I enough. thought it was kind of funny when that poster got released. Ryan Reynolds instantly retweeted it and said, "That was my hand." Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I that thought was that was. Funny. Funny. I love Ryan Reynolds. So, I, I wish there was some way that he could do some kind of a cameo in this. Yeah. I. I, I don't I, think it'll happen. I feel like there's more of a chance of Hugh Jackman making a cameo in Deadpool Two. I see that. Not as Wolverine, but I think he'll make a cameo as, as Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah, yeah, I think so, that'd be really funny. Do you think they're going to kill the character off in Logan? Um, With it being his final movie, do you think they're, they're going to end it like that? Maybe temporarily. There's going to be uh, for a recast. How many movies have they have they messed with the timeline? Yeah, that's right. True. That's they'll true. mess with the timeline. They'll kill him off. Uh, but we'll still have another Wolverine. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. it's definitely going to be their opportunity to recast. Down yeah, line. yeah, guys, we know we're getting Mister Sinister in this movie. Right. We I'm know he's the villain. That. The small child's hand in the poster. Many people are speculating that, is that it's it's a very young X twenty three, which is cool. Yeah, but you just talked about Jackman dying, Wolverine dying. I, I still don't think that they're using this to. Re- replace Wolverine with X-23. No, I, I, I agree. Wolverine, I mean, even when they called the movie X-Men, they were still primarily Wolverine movies. Right. Yeah. I right. can't imagine they're going to try to do this without him. Right. So, uh-uh. Yeah, he'll be back one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, they, that... Well, Wolverine will be back. Yes, they will, will definitely back. recast, though, because, I mean, Jackman's just getting up there in age, and it's hard... He's even said it's hard for him to stay in Wolverine shape. He doesn't need... It. Fuck that shit. Fuck all that shit. Yeah. Wolverine when you watch, when you when you when you read the original comics, Wolverine is does looks Wolverine is 5 foot 3. Yeah, he's short. Yeah. And he's not jacked. No, he's not jacked. He's big, but he's not jacked. Yeah, I agree. He's not cut. I agree. So I, I think I, I think he's taking it to the and if you watch X one, X Men one. Yeah, he's not near. He's not big. nearly the it's size like every of every single now. film he's been in. He's gotten bigger and more cut. <laughs> exactly, and more yeah, vascular. <laughs> right. Like, oh my god. Fuck is how cut he is. Seriously, Jesus. like I watched like the last movie in three D and like I got smacked in the face with one of his veins. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say smacked in the face with his ass. No, no, oh, yeah. it wasn't at the truck stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not frequent, I'm not frequenting Frank's uh, truck stop. <laughs> Great, I can see the fucking cartoon from Johan now. Uh, Thanks, yeah, yeah. Jo- uh, Johannes is gonna Logan? Johannes is Joe. gonna have you like in in a stall with the old glory hole. Jesus Christ! Oh. Yeah. When's Logan coming out next year? Look, I, I'm not done. Oh, you shut the you. Sh- <laughs> it's coming. It's coming out um, March. I think March third of next year. Oh, that quick! That wow. Is, yeah. I think. Don't. I, may, hold on. Let me check. So they filmed this motherfucker already. Let me see here. It. Let me see here. Do I have a date as the one that's coming out? Uh, yeah, it's coming out. Logan will be released March third of two thousand seventeen. I am not done, you son of a fuck. <laughs> All right. Like you're jumping to like, hey, when's this shit coming out? Like three uh, days after my birthday. That's all the. You hear that, leftover army? What are you getting, Jake, for his fucking birthday? Probably uh, Jake's the man. Funko pops. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Jackman, Hugh Jackman, he spoke to Entertainment Weekly about the tone of the film, and he said this. I just saw Jim Mangold today. He can call him Jim. Yeah. We Jim. call him James, but, like, you know, Jackman, he works with this guy. Yeah. You know? He calls him Jim. Jim Mangold. Jim Mangold. <laughs> I just saw Jim Mangold today. He's editing away and finishing that. I'm very excited about it. There's going to be some stuff coming out in the next week or so. That's all I'm. That's all I'll say. I'm really trying to like. I'm not good. I'm the kind of person who tells everybody everything. Basic. Uh. Basically, it's going to be very different, very different in tone, and hopefully different to anything we've done. So he's talking about the tone. It's going to be very different. Anything different than they've done with anything Wolverine. I, I'm taking that. Anything Wolverine. I'm saying I'm taking like all X Men films, X Men Origins, fucking uh, you know the Wolverine. I'm thinking they're going a different tone. Are we going more violent? Are we going more touchy? Frank, yeah. This is guaranteed. This has already been guaranteed to be an R rated film. Okay, all right. They're going R. That's good. That's good. This is R. So let's go into this R rated Wolverine, Mangold actually tweeted a picture from page two of the script for this movie. Nice. On Instagram. Wow. Did you guys see this shit? No, 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 no. All right, guys. One of the first words on the script is fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there we go. The script sounds promising, guys. I mean, it's just one page, but I like what I did read. Mm -hmm. And you guys remember my contempt for that last film, yeah. The Wolverine. Yep, yep, yep. There was I, so much wrong with that. I fucking hated it. I fucking hated that movie. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Fuck that movie at the truck stop <laughs> in with, the ass. With my dick. With Frank's dick. <laughs> yeah, play it safe. <laughs> Don't wreck your own. <laughs> Here's what the script... Here's what page two of the script said... I actually had to type this shit out because I couldn't copy and paste it because it was a goddamn picture. Oh, Instagram oh. picture. Yeah. Now might be a good time to talk about the fights described in the next 100 or so pages. Basically, if you're on the make for a hyper-choreographed, gravity-defying, city-block-destroying CG fuckathon, this ain't your movie. Oh, wow. Okay. In this flick, people will get hurt or killed when shit falls on them. They will get just as hurt or just as killed if they get hit with something big and heavy, like, say, a car. <laughs> Shit. Should anyone in our story have the misfortune to fall off a roof or out a window, they won't bounce. They will die. So this is very much... So this is me, guys. I, no, I like the visceral tone that they're going for. This is very much a hard R. Yeah. 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 I'm good with that. It's what Wolverine needs. This movie is going to be a hard R. With a huge bang, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, the script goes on to say, as for our hero, well, he's older now. And it's clear his abilities aren't what they once were. He's fading on the inside and has his diminished healing factor uh, keeps him in a constant state of chronic pain. Hence, booze as a painkiller. Nice. Frank agrees. Yes, I do. Frank uses. That's that's what the doctor ordered for Frank tonight. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Sounds Set the bottle like, of wine already. Sounds like it's going to be a redemption type of story for Wolverine. Then, like he's going to be kind of the, the lowest of his lows. And... Is that what it sounds like? Yeah. Yeah, it does. 
The movie's not called Wolverine. Wolverine, when I think Wolverine, I think the hero. When I think Logan, I think the man. Well, yeah. Ryan, I mean, this is all speaks to that, really. If he's hurt and fucking constantly hurting after how long he's been alive and everything he's seen. I know. It's just like, when I think Wolverine, I think Wolverine the hero, the X-Man. Right, yeah. When I think Logan, I think the man. I yeah. think flaws. Mm-hmm. I think a flawed character. I'm like, yeah, oh, I agree, but I, yeah. it, does, it does sound like he's going to overcome his flaws. Like, okay. I'll, I can buy that. One one last shining moment. Sure. Even though he thinks it's not worth it anymore, that it's all over. And all right. then he's done. Yeah. Let me get back to the script. There's more, guys. So by all means, go ahead and worry about him. So he's saying, by all means, worry about him. He's an older Wolverine. His healing factor is diminishing, guys. Right. Okay? And it's his last movie, so anything goes. Right. So by all means, go ahead and worry about him. Now, where were we? Oh, yeah. As the smoke settles, a crowbar-toting banger angrily chews out jitters in Spanish for firing. Okay, let me throw this out there. Banger is a character, as well as jitters is a character in this. Okay, okay, kinda okay. Like, I thought like, it was slang for a minute. No. Yeah, yeah, me too. No, kind of like a code name. He's not talking about <laughs> bangers and mash. <laughs> you know, this is not nothing like that. Bangers is a character, Jitters is a, par- a character. So, as the smoke settles, a crowbar-toting banger angrily chews out Jitters in Spanish for firing. We don't know what happened. He's firing weapon, probably. The other resumes their work. None aware of Logan slowly getting up. Till... So somebody shot at Logan. Yeah. They didn't realize that he's getting up. You know, right. they shot him, they probably thought he was dead. Yeah. Logan says, guys... Seriously, Logan gets to his feet. He says, you don't want to do this. The bangers react to Logan with bafflement. Ad-lib Spanish reaction. Nervous chuckles. Crowbar presses down Jitter's gun as he moves to Logan. We hear a familiar snicked as claws extend from Logan's hands. Crowbar wax his skull. You hear a metallic ring. Right, yeah. He's got the he's got he's got the he's got the adamantium skull. I love that sound too because it's an an audio you just fucked up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what makes this different. Off balance and pissed, Logan swings at them as they converge. But he's drunk, and soon they are pouncing him with knives and guns and fists and a Makita drill. <laughs> Shit! Wow, that's the end of that page. Wow, oh, wow! It doesn't sound like Logan comes out on top of that fight. No, no. It sounds like this is this is old man Logan. The healing factor is not what he used to be. Yeah. I'm not saying he dies here. But I'm saying like He'll get a couple extra holes. Right. I mean, it sounds like he's tired of the shit. Yeah. Wow. I'll be honest with you. Was well, not a big fan of the last movie. I read one page of this. And if the whole movie can keep this tone, keep this tone. And I felt like the last movie, the problem with the Wolverine was, is that they didn't keep with the tone of that movie. Right. I thought we were going to see Logan in Japan, fucking Samurai. Yeah, yeah. And what did we get? We got fucking uh, Super Shredder at the end of that fucking movie. (laughs) We got fucking Bone Claws. We got Viper in that movie who felt like she didn't fit in. Super Shredder didn't fit in. Bone Claws. Yeah. All this bullshit. It just felt like two different movies. <clears throat> this 
if they can just keep it as this kind of like dark R-rated story without bringing in other a different tone for a different film, I'll be happy. This I, I feel I feel like this. We got Wolverine drinking. We got Logan drinking. The R rating really gives me hope because yeah. that's where Wolverine needs to be. It's definitely not the old man Logan from the comic book, though. If he's popping claw by page two. Yeah, because in the comic, he's yeah. he's he doesn't he he's done with the claws. He's retired the claws. Exactly, exactly. So well, that, that's the way they have to do it. You can't do oh, it. You I can't know. do old man Logan. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Um, the rap is also claiming to have a ton of plot details for Logan. Guys, check this out. Here's what they say. Spoiler warning. Last chance to stop reading if you don't want to know anything about Logan, the third Wolverine film. Spoiler pussies! <laughs> Logan takes place in the year 2024. The film is dark. Darker than any other Wolverine or X-Men movie. Old man Logan is in full effect. Logan looks bad and drinks a lot. For work, he drives a 2024 Chrysler 300 limo that looks modified in the front to look more futuristic. He's sick, his powers are fading, and he heals much more slowly, and sometimes not at all. Those 2024, huh? 2024. Those are some of the details the rap can exclusively share for Logan, the third Wolverine film, and the last for star uh, Hugh Jackman. On Wednesday... He and director James Mangold finally revealed the title for the film and a poster that shows Logan's clawed hand held by the small hand of a child. Mangold also tweeted out the second page of the script, which says that Logan is older and that it's clear his abilities aren't what they once were. We learned further details from an insider who said that the girl in the poster is a young mutant. In 2024, mutant births are severely in decline, mm. and people aren't sure why. We find out about a government-type operation called Transigen that is turning mutant children into killing machines. Logan ends up mentoring the girl who has two claws instead of his three. That's X-23. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely X-23. Yeah. So, okay. Say no more. Uh, the rap goes on to say, you said say no more, but the rap goes on to say, <laughs> there's more. Professor X is old and not well. His powers are unstable, and at times, he doesn't even remember Logan. Wow, I'm surprised he's even still alive in this time. Now, is this James McAvoy, or is it Patrick, Patrick Stewart? Stewart. Okay. It's Stewart. Our good deal. Stephen Merchant plays the albino mutant Caliban. Oh, Caliban. That's cool. a cool character. I love Stephen Merchant, too. Yeah. yeah. Huge he's fan of him. weird. <laughs> uh, who helps Logan take care of Professor X. Uh, Jackman first played Logan in 2000. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah, Logan will be released on March 3rd, 2017. Guys, as much as I fucking hated Wolverine Origins, as much as I fucking hated uh, the Wolverine, I love everything I'm hearing. Third time's going to be the charm, huh? Yeah. Third time's going to be the charm. I'm gonna. I, it sounds good. My my hopes are up. Me too. My hopes Especially are up. Especially for Jackman's last film. I yeah. hope they sent him out really well. Yeah. Because yeah. he's been fantastic. He has. He has been like the ultimate iteration of He just Wolverine. hasn't had a great Wolverine movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. But you're right. In the film. Regardless of what they've had him do, it's never been, he's never been the one. He's right. never been the problem. It's yeah. been the writing yeah. and shit. Agreed. Agreed. Guys, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. All right. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. 
they're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right. Hey, welcome back. Uh, yeah. 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 Good break. All right. Good break. How we feeling? Really good, but I'm a bottle and a half of wine in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what, guys? Uh, we, I, I really enjoyed the talking Logan with you. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to move on to a little bit more Marvel news here. Schmoes No is reporting that two new pieces of info point to lo- the, the actor Logan Marshall Green potentially playing Aunt May's new boyfriend and, quote, a surprise appearance from a character that is central to the Spider-Man mythos, one who will play a larger role in upcoming films. So... I'm going to agree with half of this. Well, actually, I'm going to agree with both points. I feel like we are going to get a potential um, actor playing Aunt May's new boyfriend. And I also agree that we're probably going to get a uh, surprise appearance from a character that is central to the Spider-Man mythos. One who's playing a larger role in upcoming films. But I'm not sure that it's going to be Logan Marshall Green playing Aunt May's new boyfriend. Can I throw this out to you? Yeah. Yeah. I think Aunt May, call me crazy, I think she's going to be dating Michael Keaton. Mm. Really? Wow, that'd be interesting. Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been done in the comics. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a play on the uh, Dr. Octopus. Yes. That's who she was dating in the comics, right? Did she not date, what's his name, Nathan, uh, whatever the fuck. Adrian Toomes, isn't that Vulture? Uh, I, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. I'm, I'm, I can't, for some reason, I can't think of, I can't see them not having her date Michael Keaton for I some reason. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. For sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. So, we think that that is a possibility. That's yes. a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, she brings him home. Maybe, maybe, uh. Maybe Tom Holland as Spider-Man has already battled him. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It gives it a very, like, Jerry Dandridge from the original Fright Night kind of yeah. vibe. It reminds me of the scene from Spider-Man 2 when uh, Dr. Octopus comes to the Parker home. Right. And yeah. they've already yeah. fought. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And the kind of the sly looks between the two and the, the blood-dripping scene. Are we thinking Doc Ock or uh, Norman Osborn? As the uh, character that they're talking about that's going to be a uh, big into the Spider-Man mythos that's mm. introduced into the movie. Are you talking about the uh, surprise character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about, Frank? Yeah. The surprise appearance from a character that is central to Spider-Man mythos? Yeah. It's either going to be, uh, in my opinion, it's either going to be Norman Osborn, Eddie Brock, or J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Or potentially Harry. Sure. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I think Norman's the big one, though. I would put my money on Norman. Yeah, I'm with that. That'd be creepy. Yeah, and I think they could do a lot of stuff with, with the Norman Osborn character within the Marvel Universe, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that'd be really cool. Side note, Spider-Man Homecoming has rap filming. Yeah. Nice! It's exciting. I yeah. am excited to see that. Rap last week. Guys, schmoes know they also claim to have plot details about Thor Ragnarok. Mm. This is fucking huge. While on Ragnarok, Thor and Hulk end up having to fight their way out in the arenas. The arenas are run by the Grandmaster. We all know the Grandmaster is going to be played by Jeff Goldblum. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Uh, who has a rather tough <coughs> enforcer named Scourge. Mm. We know Scourge is being played by Carl Urban. We all remember him from Dread. He plays Bones in Star Trek, yeah, the new yeah. oh, yeah. movies. Uh, who plays a big part in the plot of the film. While fighting in the arenas, Thor runs into the beautiful Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thompson, a fellow contestant. The two earn each other's respect and plot away off the planet. Listen to this. Somehow, Scourge turns to the light and helps them escape. Hmm. How this all unfolds is still a mystery. Guys, there's a lot to talk about here. This rumor with Schmoes, no. I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a lot to fucking talk about here. Number one, let's talk about this. I find it strange that Valkyrie and Thor plot away off the planet and not the Hulk Thor and Valkyrie. Ah, so maybe the Hulk stays. Maybe the Hulk mm. stays. I would have figured that Hulk, Thor, Valkyrie plot to get off the planet so that they can go battle Hela. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay? We know Hela is the big bad in this fucking movie. Right. Hela and uh, who else? Yeah, Hela's the big bad, right? Yeah, that's correct. And, and presumably, I thought it was Scourge, too. Until, Scourge until is going to be, yeah, Scourge is going to be, presumably Scourge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I love the twist. Yeah, that's cool. If this is true, I love the twist that he turns good. I mean, we've seen some throwaway villains in these Marvel movies, especially in the Thor films, except yeah. for Loki. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. for Loki. But yeah, we've seen Malekith yeah. throw away. Uh-huh. We've seen Curse throw away. Mm-hmm. Both from the Dark World. Yep. I was worried that Scourge would be just another curse. But it sounds like they're going to make Scourge an interesting character here. And I, I, I like that because I love Carl Urban. Yeah, yeah give Carl too. Urban some meat to chew on. Yeah. Right. Just have He's him be a actor. one-dimensional, lame bad guy. Boom. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, but let's go, back to, let's go back to Hulk. If this is true, they're leaving him on planet, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. A big setup for the potential Planet Hulk stuff. Right. Yes. Right. So... Yeah, do you think we're going to get a Planet Hulk movie with uh, distribution rights still being owned by Universal? No. No? No, I don't. Yeah, that's a big hurdle to get through. Okay. I don't. I think it's all just going to play out in between the Marvel Universe movies. Maybe in the second uh, Infinity movie or whatever it would be titled? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very potentially. Fair enough. And even there, it won't be the main drive of the story. Sure. It'll just be an action sequence. Well, just like this with it being uh, Planet Hulk not being the main story of Ragnarok. Exactly. Yeah, we still got to battle Hela and all that other bullshit, right? right? Yeah. Guys, also, uh, director Taika Waititi... 
the director for uh, the uh, Ragnarok film, he posted a picture on Instagram of some colorful metal tabs that said Korg. Wow, what is that? So he's teasing Korg to show up in this storyline probably as a champion in the Gladiator arena. Hmm. You guys remember Korg like uh, from... I don't. From no. Plan- okay, from Planet Hulk, Korg, um, he teamed up with Hulk and fought his way out of the arena. Okay. Okay, yeah. In the Planet Hulk storyline. My up. guess is instead of him teaming up with Hulk... Could he possibly fight him in this version? Yeah, that would make a lot of sense, I yeah. think. Because they're not going to have time for the character development of Korg. Right. So right. just have him as an Easter egg as one of his opponents. Well, I think the team up, would the team Is up be Thor with Thor? Hulk, yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. That makes sense. A lot of people were, myself included, we talked about this in our Thor the Dark World review. We thought Korg was actually an Easter egg within Thor the Dark World. When they went to um, the one, uh, the one world, um, the Asian actor mm. that's part of um, Thor's group. Oh, I know what you're talking about. When they went to his planet and they were fighting, and they fought that rock monster that Thor he swung Mjolnir around, destroyed that rock monster. Oh, that was in the beginning, right? Yeah, we thought everybody thought it was an Easter egg for Korg. Yeah. Apparently, that's not Korg. Okay. And Taika Waititi, he posted a picture on Instagram, and it looked like these these re- weird colored tabs, and then like in the center of the tab, it said the word Korg, K O R G, Korg. So he's teasing Korg for Ragnarok. I think I, I'm thinking that instead of Hulk teaming up with him, I'm thinking they're going to have to battle Korg in the Gladiator Arena. Okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. I think yeah. Korg might be a champion that they have to battle. I can see that. I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. That'll be neat. That'll be a cool special effect. You think yeah. he's going to be all CG? All CG. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, somebody to. I mean, we ha- have we seen Hulk battle anybody except for like you know the space whale that's been like on his size yeah. since Abomination. You know what I mean? Yeah. With 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 the Edward Norton film. No. no huh? No. So I think Korg. I think it would be kind of cool if they get like uh, somebody in there, somebody in there to play Korg. And he, I want to see him take on somebody like, you know, tit for tat, like his size. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marvel needs to get fucking Fantastic Four so we can have Hulk first. Thing! <laughs> yeah! Oh, my God. When we can finally put out that on the big screen, that's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that has to happen eventually. Uh, Hulk smash, it's clobbering time. Yeah. <laughs> Holy just, fuck. Just How a, are your rocks so hard? Oh, yeah, I can see a poster <laughs> with just both fists touching each other. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Frank. I fucking love you, man. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Holy fucking shit. I love you, Frank. You're fucking amazing. Yeah, eat that dude defending me. For all the, yeah, for all the fucking people out there that fucking think I shit on Frank... Frank is my hero, and right now, you know, Jesus <laughs> Christ, you have you have no. I can hear you have, your hero, baby. Yeah, you, you totally. You wiped away my tears, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> For all 
fuck? No. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For all the fucking people that think I fucking just shit on fucking Frank, you have no you have no fucking idea how much love I have for Jake and Frank. No, it's fun to bust balls, god damn it. Tell Jesus me you Christ. Buddies. Jesus Christ. You have no fucking clue. <laughs> Uh, guys, Mike Coulter, he plays Luke Cage. Yes. He does not think that the character of Luke Cage will show up in the MCU films when he talked to Breakfast Club Power 105.1 FM. <laughs> <laughs> the morning zoo. Local radio show. <laughs> Breakfast Club Power 105.1 FM. <laughs> Today we're joined by Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter, talk to us. He says, uh, LeBron can ball. <laughs> what? Uh, what? That was out of the first episode. Oh, dude, dude, I know. I loved it. Really? I lo- no, I loved it when they talked basketball. Yeah. yeah. I'm a basketball fan. <laughs> All right, yeah. I loved sure. it when they were talking basketball. <laughs> uh, Mike Coulter, he was talking about how he doesn't think Luke Cage will show up in the MCU. Thank God somebody fucking spoke up about this shit. I was getting ready to say the same thing. He actually knows what the fuck's going on. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He says, what we do is really unique. We're kind of... We're adult kind of oriented. We're not PG-13. We're not really for the mass audiences. Crowd-pleasing. Family-oriented. We have sex scenes. Mm. We have, you know, adult situations. And while I think it'd be nice... To be in the films. I don't know if we want to dilute what we're doing. That makes us very unique. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds familiar. This sounds like us talking on this fucking show. This sounds like everything we've been saying since since, since goddamn day one. Yeah. After we watched Daredevil. Uh When everybody else out there is screaming. I want to see Daredevil in the Infinity War. I want to see the Defenders in a fucking Infinity War MCU movie. We're the only podcast that I know of. That's saying, I want to keep the Marvel Netflix shit in its own pocket of its universe because the shit's so goddamn good. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. do that on the film. I don't want to see D'Onofrio in a Spider Man movie being pussified. Right. Yeah. Right, I, I want to see D'Onofrio going nuts and bashing people in the fucking face with a car door. Oh, no shit. Yeah, unless they're going to take the Spider Man movie to that level, then yeah. Which no. they won't because they want that PG 13. More ticket sales, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm not a huge fan of Mike Coulter in the Luke Cage movie in the show himself. You know, he's he's good. He's a yeah. high taste, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I Tupperware his fucking comments. Yeah. That being that. said, you know, Marvel. It, this is what Mike Coulter said. That being said, you know, Marvel. If they can make it work, I'm sure it'd be nice. But it's really scheduling. They schedule movies years in advance. We're shooting TV series year round. Yeah, it's very tough to just kind of make things just work the way you want to, just uh, because it's uh, because so much is going on. So he talks about scheduling, and he talks about how they're not PG thirteen oriented, and uh, they're very adult oriented. I agree. I agree. When you're dealing with Harlem, you're dealing with uh, you know Hell's Kitchen and these places where. Some really bad, fucked up shit is happening. It's incredibly gritty. Yeah. Very gritty. Oh, uh, we're having this cosmic battle. Can someone uh, call down to Hell's Kitchen and see if we can get a guy that can punch hard? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, pretty much. We're going to bring him out into space with us to fight Thanos. Right, right. right. <laughs> guys, guys, we're getting our asses handed to us. Where's that blind guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I still wouldn't be opposed to a, a, a quick 
cameo. Like if like Matt Murdock did like lawyering for someone in the Avengers. I'm fine. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm not saying yeah. I need it. They already talk about in Luke Cage they talk about the incident. Yeah. I'm just saying I know the universes are connected. I know what you're saying. Something like that would not dilute the Netflix stuff for me. Oh, I know. The films don't need the Netflix series. I like the fact that they reference the shit that happens in the cinema in the Netflix film or series, mm-hmm. but I don't need it both ways. I Did mean, you just say series? Series. I dude, I'm a bottle of wine and a half. Dude, no, Frank. Series with a series. Put it up. Series. Frank, you know what? Frank <laughs> Frank just said series, and you know what? I'm not mad, Richard Lucas. <laughs> Shove that in your goddamn dick hole. But I don't need it both ways. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine because, like, I look yeah. at the, the cinematic universe as, like, the massive major events. Yeah. And these Netflix series are the ground-level, gritty, day-to-day bullshit with right. people. Right. I like it that way. And they oh. can reference the big stuff all hey. day. If they, hey, hey, if they, don't, if they don't have Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Daredevil in a fucking MCU film, does it take away from the amazingness? Of the Netflix series? No. no. Not at all. Absolutely not. In fact, if I like the fact that it's its own thing. Yeah. Do you think Do you think that uh, there might be a uh, shift in pacing? They'd have to, because one is a lot darker and more day-to-day bullshit than oh, the other. Oh, wow. Frank, holy shit, you're giving me fucking gold. <laughs> you're giving me gold right now. It's rare. Mark it, it down. No, I, I, I feel like... I feel like Jake, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But if you really introduce the characters, let's say you really introduce the characters, mm-hmm. there's a shift in tone. There's a shift in pacing. Yeah. I'm not even talking about for more than fucking 30 Oh, I'm, you're talking about a cameo. I don't yeah. even need a glorified cameo. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying, and it would work. Like if we saw, like, you know, uh, fucking Matt Murdock in a courtroom or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I don't need it, though. I still don't need it. No, and I, don't I know, need it I know you're saying that you don't need it, but you'd be fine with it? Yeah, for sure. I, I, like, yeah. I like the fact that these universes are connected. Like, I agree that I want the Netflix and the movies to, to be separate entities. Yes. But I do still like the fact that they do exist in mm-hmm. the same universe. Right. And just a nod and a wink to that every now and again is fine by me. Yeah. It doesn't dilute either product, I don't think. I, yeah, I, I'm fine with the winks, though, just being in the Netflix series. Yeah. yeah. Calling it the incident, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see Luke Cage show up in the MCU. Even in that first episode of Luke Cage, you got that dude trying to bootleg fucking footage of shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that, to me, is all you need. That's all you need. Daredevil, they talk about the the New York invasion. Mm-hmm. You know, they show, you know, we see uh, pictures of, like, the Chitari invasion, you know, and stuff like that. And the that. public's perception of people with powers is a little bit altered by yeah. the stuff we've seen in the yeah. movies. And if yeah. anything, with these ground-level heroes like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Daredevil, they themselves are their own small entity taking care of their own corner of that world. Right. They don't have to participate in the larger MCU. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Does everything does every story does every story now have to be fucking uh we're saving the world. No. Can it be on I a, like the fact that it's day to day bullshit that they deal yeah, with. Yeah, fucking Daredevil's fucking trying to save Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. He's not fucking trying to stop the world from being invaded by the Chitari. Like in the first episode of Luke Cage, you got him taking care of the lady that he owes rent money to. 
Yeah. And she's trying to pay him for helping out stopping uh, bugs from extortion. But on the flip side, I get what you're saying, Jake. It's always fun to kind of see like a like a uh, kind of like a gritty street level character interacting with like the the the, the yeah the the big the big hitters. Exactly. It exactly. is it is cool. If you did, I mean, I honestly would be like, if it was like Luke Cage specifically telling him, like, no, like I got these guys. Yeah. Because nobody's looking out for yeah. these guys. You guys can take care of the big business all you want, but somebody's got to help the little guy. One of my favorite moments in comic books was uh, a few years ago, uh, Mark Waid's writing for Daredevil. And uh, you, you you start reading the issue, and guess who shows up in that fucking issue? Who's that? Silver Surfer. Oh, Holy yeah. Holy shit. What, what, <laughs> what, what, what do you get, Mark? Like, uh, what, what do you get? Matt Murdock, what is his request out of the Silver Surfer? What's that? He wants to fucking ride his board. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it's, it's cool. I mean, you see a cosmic character with a street-level character, and you see fucking right. Matt Murdock riding on Silver Surfer's board. <laughs> it's fuck, It's amazing. Yeah. It's really fucking amazing. Now, okay, like, what could they give me? What could they give me in Daredevil from the MCU that makes sense in a Netflix series? I Personally, I would love to see... Daredevil. If Daredevil did show up in one of these MCU movies, mm-hmm. I'd like to see him show up in Spider Man. Yeah, that'd I can be see cool. that. Yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah, cool. Yeah. I was thinking even like even Cap seeing a newspaper talking about the masked vigilante. Yeah. and kind of saying calling him a punk or something. Sure, would be would be fun. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or yeah. like maybe even more to the point, like him like. I guess like in his own way, honoring the guy. Like somebody's got to help the little guy. Yeah. I don't think Cap's about massive vigilantes, though. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, like, because he and his team have to take care of, like, massive threats. He'd probably appreciate We've the fact that... We've seen Daredevil like, change, though. Yeah. Daredevil's kind of changed, right, from season one to season two. Daredevil in season one, he was, like, fucking killing people and shit, agreed, right? Agreed, agreed. Yeah. But the papers always put their own spin on things. So, yeah. you know, what Cap reads and what he knows could be two different things right. in that scenario. You're right. Yeah. You know, just like yeah. how Spider-Man's a menace, no matter what the fuck he does. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be a great scene. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man and fucking Daredevil talking on a rooftop about just, just talking about like, oh my god, fuck the Daily Bugle, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, That'd be great. right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that be would cool. be fantastic. I'd love to see that. Now that's one scene I'd like to see in a Spider-Man movie. That'd be okay. Just man. those two. It doesn't even need to be an action scene where they're fighting anybody together. Just like you know, they show up. They show up for some reason, like Spider, like Daredevil shows up in fucking like uh, Brooklyn or whatever the fuck, and they're talking about how they can't stand fuck or Queens. And that'd be great, especially with Spider Man, because Tom Holland's so young. Yeah, he'd be like, "Whoa, yes. dude!" Like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think Charlie Cox, Mike Coulter. You know, fucking, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Jessica Jones. Kristen. Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter. Yeah. They should just be happy that they're involved in this universe to yeah. begin with. And it sounds like Mike Coulter is. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't see either of the other two, like, bitching and complaining that need to yeah, Charlie Cox has said very humble stuff about it, too. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. He's said very much stuff in the vein of, yeah, it would be cool, but not yeah. necessary type of stuff. No. It's really cool that yeah. they own their own thing. Yeah, they do. They do. They should be happy about right. what they're doing. On that Netflix series, because um, to be quite honest with you, what uh, Marvel's doing on the network television mm-hmm. side has not impressed me. And no, I have not watched the Ghost Rider shit yet, but everything I've seen before that, and yes, 
I went through most of I went through all of season one. Most mo- watched most of season two of Agents of Shield. Have not been impressed. If I was to try to ever come back, I would just strictly jump into this new Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Shit. Right. Right. I right. wouldn't even bother going through the old shit because it's honestly near unwatchable. They did move to nine o'clock. Yeah. Uh, AB, uh, Agents of Shield. They moved to an hour later so they can be a little bit darker, a little bit grittier. You can get away with a little bit more at the nine o'clock hour. Yeah. So I'll watch that first episode uh, eventually, and I'll get back and let you know my thoughts. Hmm. So. Interesting. Okay. Guys, let's move on to some fucking DC news this week. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news, you fucking pieces of shit. Guys, I talked about this. Actually, I recorded an episode of uh, second-rate superfans with the uh, Patreon patrons that take part in that podcast. I talked with Jordan Leakin. And uh, Joe Martin, great guys. We talked about this piece of news. If you listen to that podcast, you already know my fucking thoughts on this. But I want to talk about it with you guys. Suicide Squad Extended Cut is a thing. On November 15th, it will be released digitally, followed by the Blu-ray December 13th. That will include 13, I've heard 13 minutes, I've heard 15 minutes, and I've heard 17 minutes. Of additional footage, I don't know exactly what the amount is, but I've heard thirteen anywhere from anywhere from between thirteen to seventeen minutes of additional footage from Suicide Squad. Mm. What are your thoughts on Suicide Squad getting an extended cut? This is the second DC film; it's getting an extended cut. I'll let you know my thoughts on it. I've already given my thoughts on uh, on this on Second Rate Super Fans. I'll let you know my fucking thoughts. But uh, this is a second fucking DC movie that's getting an extended cut. Guys, I thought we got our fucking director's cut. Yeah. I, I thought we got it. Yeah, I thought. I thought. I thought if, hey, yeah. I thought if we're gonna get a fucking if we're gonna get a fucking uh, Suicide Squad movie, we're gonna get a deleted scene section. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be I'll be able to pull up the Blu-ray and fuck. I watch deleted scenes. We're getting another cut of this fucking movie. What the fuck is going on here? What the fuck is going on is they want to double dip into people's wallets and, and get extra money. I called it the cash grab cut. Yeah. I don't want to be a naysayer because for me, the extended cut of Batman v Superman did make a difference. And I really like Suicide Squad. Then why didn't we see it in the theater, Frank? And this is a big problem. Why didn't we see it in the theater? I'm agreeing with you. This is a big problem that WB had. Oh, I know. They need to get the fucking studio shit out of the filmmaking process. I'm just raising my voice because it helps me be a little bit more right. Right, I know. Yeah, just because... I'm the loudest, just because I'm the loudest in the room. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking, I'm the fucking alpha male right now. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm interested to see what they're going to put in here that they didn't put in in the first place, even though from everything that I heard. Joker scenes. Well, there's a massive amount of more than 17 minutes worth, supposedly, that was cut from the film. So I'm curious to see. Abusive Joker scenes. Abusive Joker scenes. Is that all it's going to be? Are is we, that all it's going to be? Is this going to make... Is Suicide Squad R? Was it an R movie? No, it was PG-13. Is this, this going uh, to make, make it R? Have they... Well, hold on. Let's see here. Because they announced that uh, Batman v Superman Extended Cut was the R-rated version. Right. Yeah. Right? And the only real so, things with the R-rated version was you got to see Superman's man ass and a little extra blood, blood from Batman. Sure. Yeah. So I wonder oh. if this will be the R-cut. 
Yeah, it's fucked up. Fuck you, WB. They uh, honestly yeah. and and it took somebody else posting like the last year's worth mm-hmm. of WB films to really open my eyes. They need to keep their fucking hands out of this shit. If they want to say that they're the filmmaker studio, let the filmmakers make the movie that they want to make mm-hmm. instead of dipping their fucking claws into it trying to fucking alter these cuts. Let's have right. a WB movie finally that is the pure director's vision. Yes. And we can judge it in the theaters yes. as opposed to having to wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. I spent money in the theaters to watch The Suicide Squad. Same here. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? If you're going to give me another movie and add additional scenes that are supposed to enhance the original movie that you gave me, that's Why fucked up. Why wasn't in there in the first fucking Thank place? You. Hold on. This is what I said on Second Rate Superfans. When I went to see Civil War... Uh-huh. They didn't leave out the airport scene. Nope. Yeah, no. I didn't have to wait four months later to purchase a version of Civil War that now gives me the airport scene. I got the airport scene when I bought my ticket. Yep. Yeah, you got the the same fucking movie when you bought the blue. And I also said on Second Rate Super Fans that when I... You only get one chance to watch Suicide Squad. Yeah. The first time should be the best time. Yes, I agree. And so, now if they give me this movie and I get more Joker, and I get the Joker that I wanted the first time I went in to see the movie, it's bittersweet. Yeah, do you really think there's a chance you're going to get that in 15 extra minutes, though? 15 to... In 17 minutes, maybe. Yeah. 15, no. I'm fucking with you. I can't No, I don't. I don't. Like I, uh, but but see that's the thing, Jake. You'll you'll talk to people and they'll say, yeah, I watched the extended cut of Batman v Superman, and yeah, now I love it. Me on the flip side, I'm like, you know what? It ans- it, it filled a bunch of plot holes about stupid plots that I didn't give a fuck about in the first yeah, place. It didn't fucking terraform the entire movie into some new experience. Yeah. Like it, it, although, like, I mean, it wasn't like a life changing experience. It did change my rating from a toss it to a taste it at least. Because certain things that I had questions about that I didn't understand were happening were answered in that extra half an hour. Mm. But that's 30 minutes. That's like almost double what we're talking yeah. about is going to be in this. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I can't I can't believe that adding a half an hour to Batman vs. Superman made you like it better. It did because there was... A, I can't remember the name of the gal. But the gal who lied about her parents dying, who they didn't really die. Yeah. A lot of that stuff answer questions that I, for things that I didn't understand why it was happening in the first place. That's what you gave a shit about in Batman v Superman, though. Is is that plot? Line? As far as like motivations and far as who did what for why, it made Lex Luthor a bit about, more of a maniacal villain. Oh, are you talking about? Uh, oh, you're you're talking about uh, in Nairobi when? Uh, yeah. Uh, Okay. I, and, I then, and then okay. when the gal, her whole role was cut from the original theatrical version, when she went back and was like, yeah, my, my parents did that. Die. Was that was a huge... Okay, hold on. That was a huge misstep in the theatrical version. Exactly, yeah. It was, but like... <sighs> that's more shit that I didn't care about. Like, they fleshed out more shit that I didn't care about. Right. That whole bullet sequence, for as much as they flesh it out in, in, the, in the extended cut... Yeah. Could have been left out. That whole that whole fucking bullet bullshit, Frank, was just to give Amy Adams Lois Lane something to do in this movie. Yeah. And it I was just to give her something to but do. There was also a bit more mystery as far as like actually Clark being a detective doing his yeah. job as a reporter. 
And then also the revelation of the guy that was in the wheelchair yeah. showed up to that testimony. Stood did not know he was going to blow up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of little things like that. And it did make a difference for me. It didn't make it a Tupperware, of course. Yeah, but I mean, Why did they leave that out? Hold on. Exactly. That's why, why I don't they, know. It didn't take that long to establish that it was a lead wheelchair. Right. And Why did they leave that out? They could have kept that in. It did not they were take that to long. Hit a stupid fucking number as far as like a runtime goes. I guess. Well, That's they the only justification. They already hit over like the the runtime was too long. It was like, two and a half hours at the theatrical cut, and then three hours with the extended cut. Yeah. But if it makes it a good, more cohesive movie, what's, leave it in there. What's fucked up about this though is like, in my opinion, like I enjoyed even the theatrical cut of Watchmen. But on the flip side, when they added like you know the the what was it, the the Black Freighter mm-hmm. like that storyline from the comic book when they added that into the extended cut, it did make it that much better. But I still enjoyed the that theatrical cut. Like I liked the theatrical cut of Batman v Superman, but when they added all this extra stuff, it didn't make me like it anymore. I still got my thrills from the exact same scenes that I saw in the original version. I was thrilled when I saw Wonder Woman, and I did enjoy the Batman-Superman fight. And for my part, the the general plot of the film felt very disconnected in the theatrical version, whereas those added scenes actually made sense of the motivations that led you to where you were at. It did make that big a difference to me. Okay. At least made the film make sense. It yeah. didn't make it a great movie, okay. but at least made the plot make sense for me. Okay. But I, that was a half hour's worth of deleted scenes. I don't know how fifteen minutes. But worth when of you have Joker, to, when just you have a to, two and a half hour movie that makes fucking sense in the first bam, place. Yeah, so. bam. Make a good movie at the. That's outset. Zack Snyder, though. Yeah. It's, Unfortunately, it's that's Zack Snyder. Like yeah, I, uh, as much as I love Zack Snyder, I do, and I love Zack Snyder. I get you. I love Zack Snyder. I think he's. I, think I love he's, Man of Steel. I love Man of Steel. I love Dawn of the Dead. I love Three Hundred. I love Watchmen. I think he's brilliant. But I feel like I feel like uh, in the last two movies that he's had a chance to work with in the DC, you know, well, Batman v Superman, excuse me. Um, I think that he's really missed the mark. I, he missed the mark in Batman v Superman. You've got a movie where Batman is fighting Superman, and I give it a taste. It. That is fucked up. I agree with that. That is fucked up. It is fucked up. I don't think that everyone, everyone should love that movie. Film. And every age should love that movie. Like, yeah, you're going to take an eight-year-old to go see long-ass-winded Batman v Superman? I mean, that's a, that, they fucked up. My son, really, honestly, like a, a, a 12-year-old's, like, real quick review of it, like, immediately, as soon as we left the theater, I don't understand why they called it Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. That should tell you everything you need to know about it. They right. really need yeah, they, to get they, that shit under control. They fucked up. They fucked up then. Guys, Ben Affleck, he was talking to Collider. Yeah, so F- Suicide Squad Extended Edition? Fuck, Fuck it. it. <laughs> Fuck it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll watch it just based on... No, I'm, I'm wondering f- what the fuck they're going to put in there that's supposed Joker. to make more sense. Joker. But I can't see that much more Joker making more sense of the film. Yeah, I don't need more of that Joker. If anything, I need less yeah, in I, that movie. I agree. Let's make the movie 20 minutes shorter. When you bring and him out, you need to devote him to the fucking narrative, not have him be a side piece. Yeah. Ben Affleck told Collider recently why he chose Deathstroke as the main villain in what we know now is officially titled 
what the official title for the Batman solo film is called. Uh, it's called The Batman. Because the studio told him to. <laughs> they said use Deathstroke. Yeah, no, Affleck said uh, he's a great villain because I just, I just had an ex- instinctive feeling that he would match up with Batman well. You know, I'm a big admirer of that character as well, especially in the New 52, the way they did Deathstroke, Deathstroke and I thought it could work. So, mm-hmm. Ben Affleck basically saying Deathstroke's the main villain, it's going to work, just, just, just give it a chance. I do have more faith in it that Ben Affleck is in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And I Jeff Johns. Yeah, I And Jeff Johns it, is writing it with him. Right, right, right. As a fan of the New 52, as he says he is, though, I wish he would have stuck more to the Snyder New 52 Batman rather than the uh, New 52 Deathstroke. Yeah, that's, the New 52 Deathstroke, that series when it came out, yeah. fucking sucked. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Guys, uh, I want to I talk real quick. Um, I wanted to talk to people that have watched it. Unfortunately, neither of you have seen it. I do want to talk about the Flash Season 3 premiere real quick. Nice. Okay. Go for it. Flash Season 3 premiere, titled Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. The timeline has been changed. Barry, in spoilers, Barry, Season 2, he stops. Reverse Flash, killing his mom. Mm. That's cool. So now he's been living three months in a world where his mom and his dad are still alive. Yes. So his dad never went to prison? Spoilers, his dad dies at the end of season two. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Poor guy, can't get a break. Yeah. But, Frank, we haven't seen the last of Wesley Allen's ship on The Flash, so don't worry. Keep watching. Okay, I am. I am. All right, wrong. good. So... He's been spending the last three months um, living uh, in a world where his parents are still alive. Things have changed in this world, though. With his parents still alive, he lived with them. He didn't live with the West family. Right. Okay. So him and Iris don't have a relationship. Mm. On the flip side, Iris, Joe, and uh, Wally have all lived together. I don't know what happened to their mom in this Flashpoint universe. She probably still died of cancer or whatever the fuck. But Wally has a relationship with Iris and Joe. They've known each other their entire lives. Joe is an alcoholic. Oh shit. Yeah. So he's not he's he's still a detective, yeah. but he's still he's missing work. He's not showing up to work. Uh, and he has no relationship with Barry at all. Damn. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. Um now in this new Flashpoint universe. There is a Flash. It's not Barry Allen. It is Wally West. Oh, nice. Wally is Kid Flash. And I'll tell you one thing, man. Fucking, the actor that plays Wally West in this looked great in the Kid Flash costume. Is this the first time they've done Wally West on yes. Flash? Nice. Well, no, 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 no. We were introduced to the character of Wally West last season. Okay. But he never was Kid Flash. Mm-mm-mm. So this is the first time we've seen him as a speedster. They alluded to him possibly being a speedster in the last season because he did get struck by lightning or some, you know, in, okay. a, in a chemical blast. Yeah. Uh, him and Harrison, uh, the Earth 2 Harrison Wells, his daughter also got caught up in that blast. So we'll see if that plays out in season three. But uh, Kid Flash has a uh, rival speedster within uh, the city called The Rival. And. Um, the rival uh, and him are going head-to-head and battling each other. So now Barry 
is in this Flashpoint universe, um, the more he thinks, the more he uses his speed powers, the more memories he loses of his original Earth that he was on. Oh, oh wow! And the more he remembers those, the more he loses his speed. And he could also just forget to be the Flash altogether, which oh. means that basically the Speed Force is leaving him. Damn. So, um, but in this universe, when he stopped the Reverse Flash, Eobard Thawne, from killing his mom, he took Eobard Thawne and he fucking imprisoned him. So he's been taking care of Eobard Thawne for these three months in a prison, feeding him, keeping him alive. Um, talking to him, but he refuses to kill him. Refuses mm. to kill him. So what ends up happening is that Eobard says, you're fucking with the Speed Force. For every good thing you think you've done, something bad is going to happen, and the Speed Force is going to make you pay for it. Wow. And what we find out throughout this entire thing is that at the end of this episode is Wally West dies. And the only reason, to, the only way to bring Wally back and bring things back to normal, is Barry's mom has to die. Oh man, that's oh, man. fucked. Eobard Thawne says, "You know what? You're gonna beg me to kill your mother by the time this is done." Damn. So at the end of the episode, guys, I'll be honest with you, I teared up at least three times in this episode. Wow. This is the best episode of The Flash I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Shit. By the end of this episode, and it fucked with me so hard. There's a scene where Barry has to go to Eobard to make things right. And he says, Eobard, I gotta let you out. You know what you have to do. Eobard Thawne looks at him and he says, I want you to say it. Oh my god, <laughs> What dude. a dick. And he says, what do you want me to say? He's like, oh, fuck. he knows what he wants him to say. He says, I want you to say it. And the way that fucking Grant Gustin pulls this off is he says... I want you to kill my mother. Jesus Christ, oh, I cannot wait to get and this it point. Fucking ripped at my heart and I'm fucking I I'm fucking I'm like fucking tearing up and I'm just like Jesus, this is horrible. So goes back, this happens, Barry's mom dies. They wrap up what we saw in season 1 gets wrapped up in the premiere of season 3. Fucking amazing. We're going on to episode 2. But you know what happened at the end of that episode? Sad. Even though he goes back, Barry looks at Joe and he says, so how's Iris? He's talking to Wally and Joe. Yeah. And Joe goes, Barry, I'm going to chalk that up to you going, to you just losing your father, but you know about Iris. He's, a, okay, just because he set things right, Things have still changed. Uh, Joe and Iris. Joe and Iris don't have a relationship no anymore. Shit. Wow. Shit's still fucked up. Tupperware the fuck out of this first episode. Phenomenal. Fucking phenomenal. I love the hearing next, this because it drives me on to keep watching yes, more. I next got to get th- caught up, goddammit. First episode, titled Flashpoint. Yeah. Next episode, episode two, titled Paradox. Oh, oh wow! Shit. So it sounds like it's not God another; damn. it's a continuation instead yeah. of another story of the week. I will say this though: in episode one of uh, season three, uh, we got to see alternate versions of a lot of the characters. Alternate version of Iris, still very much Iris, but the best Iris I've ever seen. She was basically working side by side with Wally, and it was amazing 
She was tough. Best iris I've ever seen. Um, Caitlin Snow. She was. She she worked for an optometrist. Uh-huh. She was not a scientist. She just worked for an eye doctor. Yeah. Very cool though. When they brought her in, it was really fun. And Ramon, Ramon, Cisco Ramon was a fucking billionaire. Wow. <laughs> this is the best Cisco I've ever seen. Ever. <laughs> he was fuck. I love this version of Cisco, and I hate Cisco. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this was a fun Cisco, and I. For an episode to make me like Cisco Ramon, I got a Tupperware the fuck out of this, man. Nice. I I absolutely love this episode. The rival was kind of like a kind of like a cheesy speedster, but man, uh, the way Eobard Thawne was in this episode it was just chilling. I loved it. So Tupperware the fuck out of uh, Flash uh, season three episode one. Loved it. Nice. Starts with a bang. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching, man. It's been like I. Wanted to try to get all caught up before season three hit, but yeah. there's just so much to watch. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I'll be caught up before this season's over. Guys. I'm excited. Yeah. You definitely keep watching. Guys, we're going to move on to Star Wars news and wrap up. No emails this week. I'm going to read all your emails next week, I promise. I swear to Christ. Email marathon. Star Wars news. Guys, Star Wars news this week. Actor Warwick Davis confirms he's got a role for Star Wars Episode Eight. Nice. nice. Guys, does this this doesn't mean he's wicked? No. no. Guys, he was a completely different role in uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. He was like a pod racer spectator. Yeah. I have no clue who he's going to be in Episode Eight, but you know what? Warwick Davis, he's back for Episode Eight. That's that's cool. Nice. Cool. Very like cool. Guy. Guys, Rogue One Russian poster came out. I don't know about you, but I fucking love the poster. Oh, it's a great poster. Looks like there's going to be some intense battle sequences in Rogue One. I cannot fucking wait. I love the shadow that it casts. I love the colors of the poster. Did you look at the shadow? Yeah. That the, that the helmet casts? Yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. Loved it. Exclusive rumor coming from Variety this week about the upcoming Han Solo film. Sources tell Variety that Selma and Creed star Tessa Thompson, Power Rangers Naomi Scott... And Zoe Kravitz, that's daughter of Lenny Kravitz wow. from, the, from, the nice. Hunger, from the Hunger Games, they all tested in London this week for the female lead in the yet untitled project. So Selma and Creed star Tessa Thompson, the Power Rangers star Naomi Scott, and Zoe Kravitz were testing for the female lead in the Han Solo film. Guys, the only guess on who this could be for my, for my end is Santa Staros, who was introduced in the Star Wars comic. Who claimed to be Han Solo's wife? Mm, I remember this. I remember this. It was a big deal. That was not true. She was not. Uh, she was not Han Solo's wife. Yeah. It was actually a scam that Han and Sana concocted. But that's all I can think about. So they're actually going to bring. It's canon. They're actually going to. I'm thinking they could. They could bring Sana Staros into the Star Wars universe and introduce this character. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I'm not yeah. saying it's going to happen. It could be a brand new character. It could be a brand. That's the only guess I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like if, if I'm going to give, if I'm going to throw out a name, it's going to be Sana Staros. Yeah, and they could do it. I mean, we saw we see that kind of stuff with Rogue sure. One, and then bringing um, Forrest Whitaker's character straight out of Clone Wars. Yeah, Saw Gerrera. Yeah. The article continues with production not starting till early 2017. Directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller have taken their time in meeting with talent 
for the mystery female character, as well as the role of Lando Calrissian. Hmm. This would mark the second round of tests. A previous round took place earlier this summer. While it seems like a decision is on the horizon, sources, it could still be a couple weeks till one is made. As for the role of Calrissian, reports had surfaced that Atlanta star and creator Donald Glover was high on the list, but Disney and Lucasfilm still wanted a second round of tests to be certain on their decision. Solo's friend was played by Billy D. Williams in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So, um, Ooh, yeah. Big shoes to fill there. Big shoes to fill. Yeah. I, I think if anybody can do it, it's Donald Glover, though. Yeah, yeah I would I love agree. Donald Glover for the yeah. show. I love Donald Glover. I do, too. So, hope he gets it. Yeah. Hope mm-hmm. those other people suck on those next rounds of test. Yeah. Me, too. Me, too. Guys, that's all I got for Star Wars news, unless you guys got anything to bring up. No, not really. You right. watched the uh, second episode of Rebels? I did. I thought that was really cool. I the holocron shit. Thought it was fantastic. Um, cannot wait to see where they go in the future with this. I know. So Ezra's I, like, I see two sons. I see two sons. I know. I see two. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to spoil too much for Jake, but oh my god. When they brought the two holocrons together, yeah. the, Seth, the, the, the Sith holocron and the Jeth holo, Jedi holocron, uh-huh. and Ezra could see everything. Yeah. Holy fuck. That was amazing. Darth Maul, who did he see? Was it Kenobi? I think it had to be. I think it fucking had to be. He's live. Yeah. Like, and that's his number one motherfucker because yeah. he chopped him in half. So, are we going to get Kenobi and Rebels? Oh, I hope so. Are we going to get I'm so a, excited. I hope so. Are we going to get a rematch between Kenobi? That would be fucking badass. Round two. That would be great. Round two. That would be Round great. Two. Round two. Round two. And it was so like the flip side of a coin, too, yeah. because I think, I think that Ezra saw Luke. Yeah. I think that Ezra saw Luke. Yes. And I think that uh, Darth Maul saw Obi-Wan. Yeah. So, I mean, they were looking at the same place. Well, it's fucked up. saw two different people. Darth Maul couldn't see shit at first. Right. Darth Maul couldn't see shit at first. He was like, he was like, what, what, what are you watching? What are you seeing, Ezra? Yeah. Yeah. And fucking Kanan's trying to get him to fucking both knock it off. Right. Like, what the I fuck are you doing? Knowledge. Kanan actually could see again. Uh-huh. Uh, dude. Because with all the fucking yeah. shit, you can like, see him yeah. through the force. Yeah. They were both sitting there. Do you think we'll ever see a Bendu in an actual Star Wars film? Ooh. I don't. I don't know. I think this is all rebel shit. It can be, too, and yeah. it's fine by me. What's dude. the race called? Bendu. Mm. He's called a Bendu. He's neither... He's neither light side of the force. He's neither dark side of the force. He's a force wielder. Right. He calls himself a Bendu. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if it, if you had anything close to a gray Jedi, he would be it. He's like right in the fucking right middle. in the middle. Right in the middle. All right, guys. Uh, thanks. You, thanks for uh, joining us for episode one hundred and fifty nine. Yes. Sorry for busting your balls there, Frank. Maybe we'll get some emails next week. With people. <laughs> People sticking up for you. I can fucking take it. Fucking uh, no, this fucking pussified world that we fucking live in. <laughs> this fucking pussified world where where people can't bully anybody and people can't be mean. Everybody's got to be all inclusive and shit. I can't say shit about Funko Pops. God. I can't fucking bash Jake for loving Funko Pops, and I can't have my feelings on shit that I think's fucking stupid. Not no, no, no. Everything's got to be. It's got to be all inclusive. I gotta fucking love everything in this fucking world, no, look right? At it this way, motherfuckers. Like the only thing that I really know about. Is video games. This and I can't argue with anybody about that because nobody else knows about this, that. This son of a bitch sitting. No, hold on. This <laughs> Jake, you're it. This son. No, my my, my yes man. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My fucking yes man sitting across from me. 
Fucking every time we bring up any DC movie, he bashes on it. Do I get a fucking email about that fucking bullshit? No, no. no I don't get a fucking email about that fucking bullshit. But if I fucking, if I pick on Frankie a little bit, yeah. Frankie, Frankie's got to have some people sticking no, up for him. No, you fuckers got to know. Like, I don't know my shit about the, a lot of this stuff, especially DC and Marvel, because I haven't read the comics. Where I know my shit is video games, and nobody else does, so I can't really argue about right, it. Right, right. They, they, they just don't think about that stuff. Right, right. No, people, people just, yeah, I don't know. We live in a pussified world where I can't fucking say fuck Funko Pops and fuck Frank's opinion. Because I'll be the first one to admit that, like, my opinions are on limited information as opposed to what you guys Frank, you're, you know. you're, no, hold on. You're not a fucking idiot. You're not a fucking no. idiot. Sometimes. You're not, no, sometimes. Sometimes you are sometimes. a fucking idiot. But, like, I'd say 90, 90% of the time you're not a fucking idiot. That's I just generous. don't have to agree with you. And I don't, you know, okay. and another, and another thing, I don't have to agree with you in a fucking civil manner if I don't fucking no, want to. I can, fuck, I can fucking flip out and act like a fucking jackass if, if I want to. Yeah, that's fine. the fucking show. Exactly. It's the fucking show. Yeah, fucking would, deal with it. I never once got hey, heard about it. Listen all to this fucking shit. NPR if you want to see, if you want to hear people puss out and shit. Like, oh, no. okay, we talking we, really We don't want to hurt yeah. Frank's feelings. <laughs> fuck, I. I fucking love it when you dig in on me because I laugh the hardest. Yeah, thing. yeah. I, I love. You know what? If you're listening to the show and you hear me yell and scream and you get uncomfortable, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking little bubble of a world that you live in. Laugh get, at the awkwardness. You know what? I'm gonna burst your fucking bubble and I'm gonna fucking come uh. in there fucking uh, raging, uh, fist swinging and shit. <laughs> and I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna break that shit up. All right, guys. Just like all good leftovers saying their doggy bags. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your patronage. I'll read your goddamn bullshit emails next week. <laughs> We'll see you next week, you sons of fucks. Yeah, later, y'all. It's fucking... It's not cool time. Yeah, Jake's not feeling too well. We'll be back next week. I gotta piss! I gotta piss like a mofo. (laughs) Later. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations! I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. It's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's mix it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, pushover. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's race it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushover, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent. 